bringing the fun. We're bringing the thunder. We are thunder. Flesh and blood down under. Woo! <laughs> Here we go. We are live. Thank you. Oh. Hamill. Yes. Harambe Bazaar in the house. Harambe Bazaar, yes. <laughs> came, came from Texas. Houston, All the Texas. Way from Texas. 100% humidity to this place. It's, it's beautiful fantastic. here. It's fantastic. Yeah. The weather's great for playing cards because if it was hot, oh, yeah. it sucks. But cold, like you wear a jumper yeah. and you fight. It's fantastic for card games intense. I think so. Oh, yeah. Now, we are about to do a first on the Funder podcast. It's never been done before. Ooh. Arguably, I'd say. John, Fluke and Box, mm -hmm. probably opens more packs in Australia than anyone else. But we have someone in the room right now that blows Fluke out of the water. This man, Hamill, has probably opened more packs of flesh and blood than maybe anyone in the world. Probably. Maybe, probably. probably. So I want to see you in action, sir. We have Ooh. quite a rare pack, according to Hamill. Oh, yeah. Monarch Unlim is hard to come by. It's hard to come by. It's hard to come by here. Yeah, especially that one. So that one specifically is the Japanese print. Mm. So the Japanese print <sighs> How is, can you even tell just by looking at so it? So the plastic is different. And you can it feel is. it when you yeah. open up the cards. Okay. They'll feel like the WTR ones. And the collation is different. The collation's different. The card stock's different. And on top of that, the, the print run is very small compared to like that. Mm. So when Monarch Unlimited first came out, it was right after the whole you know big boom bust thing. Belgian print. Oh, yeah. Belgian print. And... They ran out at some point, and they ordered more or whatever, and we got a really, really small wave of these Japanese ones. And they only went up north here in America. We didn't get them in the south. So that itself is very rare. Well, there you go. Ooh. Open it up. Well, if you want to there's through a it. ton of it in Australia. Oh, yeah. And New Zealand. Ooh, oh, yeah, look at those hands. Look at it go. Just so smooth. The dexterity. Oh, look. Yeah. He's oh, done he's, this before. He's done this millions of times. Let's see if we get anything spicy. So you got to... Should I do it this way? Or What's the orientation? Just go straight to the spice. So it's going to be a foil engulfing light. Yes. Bolton yeah. staple. Bulk staple. Man, but Bolton stocks are about to go up. I think Monarch stocks will go up. It's different. It's different. Yeah, okay. It's very uh, it feels like the smooth, plasticky kind of. Yeah. yeah, it feels like history pack. Withering Beast Hulk. Yeah. We you get don't a, lot, see a of, lot of that card. We get a lot of Japanese print in Australia. Do you? Yeah. Awesome. I mean, it makes Thank sense. You. All our WTR now is all yeah. red tape I on mean, the box. We, and we crew obviously was all Japanese. It's all Japanese. It's yeah. that like orange seal. Yeah. But it's it's hard to come by here because we mostly got the Belgium and stuff like that. But uh, as you can tell, I'm, I open a lot of flesh and blood that I know so well, much about. Someone <laughs> posted a little server on Twitter. Going, how much are you going to spend on Dynasty? It was like $50, yeah. $100, $300 or more. So I go, more, $9,000, 20 cases. This guy <laughs> makes me look like a brokey straight up. He just, I what go, did you say? Like how much you open a he week? Goes, 25 cases. <laughs> Sorry, 25,000. Yeah, I'm like, thanks, man. 25 cases, 25,000. Beast. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I want, I want to go to the beginning of that. You uh, are a lawyer. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm almost there. So okay, right okay. now, you're I'm, studying still. I'm studying still. Yes, in my last year, uh, getting ready to take the last exam. So in America, it's called the bar. Once you take the bar, you become certified and you become yep. a lawyer that you can practice. So basically, I do lawyers' work now, but not on a lawyer's pay. But I do this on the side. I love card games. I love Flesh and Blood. Uh, I jumped into it after you know going in and out through uh, different card games, and I fell in love. And now I'm here doing this. What was it specifically about Fab that drew your attention over other games? So it's attrition. So uh, the weird way. So 
Weirdly enough, I, I saw this like listening to y'all's podcast, listening to other players. I've noticed a lot of flesh and blood players come from Yu Gi Oh! Mm-hmm. Like a lot of it's flesh true. and blood players. Yep. Nick from Butcher's Yu-Gi-Oh. from Yu Gi Oh! Nick James Butcher White hate- is from Yu Gi Oh! James White's from Yu Gi Oh! So, <laughs> at, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure if it was his store. But there used to be a New Zealand-based Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, singles website that called was him. YGO Singles. That was him. Yeah. So I bought stuff That's off That's Slingshot Underground? Yeah. Slingshot Underground is the mail-out they sent when they shut down YGO Singles. Uh, they sent it to their mailing list going, if you go to this link and support us, yeah. we'll send you something cool. Everyone that's that did slingshot. got Slingshot. See, yeah. I wasn't, you know, I had no idea, but that's the only people that have Slingshot for OGs uh-huh. were YGO customers. Damn. Yu-Gi-Oh fanboys, girls. Yeah, he, he, they ran a... I think James was distributing Yu-Gi-Oh and he, him and maybe Chris Gearing, but there were a bunch of the LSS. Yeah. Um, so he used to do kind of what I used to do. He used to run a singles website mm. where he would just sell like singles and it, it, he. I guess the cost to get him here was cheaper or whatever, but he used to blow America out of the water. Plus in Yu-Gi-Oh, there's different printings like we have here in Flesh and Blood, but they're like physically different. So in the sense that there's American print the colors are more muted. Then you go mm. to European print, which is the same as like uh, Asian Pacific, like the APAC ones and stuff like that, where it's darker. Yeah, The text is darker. The, the colors are much more darker and more vibrant. So a lot of people prefer those, especially since they're in English also. So they would go to his website and he would just post everything of like, like 70% of what they would sell here in, in America. And people would just like buy tons and tons and tons. They didn't care if it took two weeks or like, you know, mm. I'm saving the money anyway, free shipping if you buy this much, might as well. But so I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh! and I got into that when I was a kid and I did magic as well. And as both of those like went onwards, they got worse and worse and worse. And uh, they uh, got power crept in a way where like even if you like tried to like play the game in an attrition sort of way. You kind of think like, if you think about magic, think about like Jund or like in Yu-Gi-Oh! Like everyone watched the TV show kind of when they were little. It's like, you know, I'm going to set my trap card face down. To fall. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I never got into it. Yeah, never. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, but I got into it because I went to a Blockbuster. I don't, I don't know if y'all have those in Australia. Mm, at one had, point? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. had them. Or you used to rent your V. There's one them. left, you know. Because <laughs> I mean, it's like an ancient relic because like, I tried explaining a VHS to someone yesterday and they just looked at me like I was from Mars. I'm like, no, dude, <laughs> it's the future. <laughs> but uh, so I got into it that way and Yu-Gi-Oh! used to be more like attrition-based. Like, I'm going to set my trap card. I'm going to attack. I'm going to play this. So... As time went on in both games, it became more combo. became more like, who has it? Who opens it better? It's not more like, I'm going to outplay you, but it's more like, I'm going to out-open you. I'm going to have better cards. I'm going to mm-hmm. get more lucky. And that drove me away from both games. And then I walked into my local LGS. Shout out to Heroes Collectibles in Houston, Texas. And uh, uh, it's my, my longtime friend for like 10 years. He's a store manager over there. He's like, hey, man, we got this new card game. It's called uh, Flesh and Blood. I'm like, Sounds weird. And uh, he looks at me and he goes, hey, man, the cards look really nice. And he like, he like, the first set we had over there was Crucible of War. Mm. So this is like August of 2020. And uh, he's like, hey, just open it. You know, I'm looking on, te- I'm looking at like all these websites and like overseas and these cards are worth a lot of money. And like, you know, that's like the first thing they try to rope you in on. Right? Mm. Like when you see a new game, they're like, hey, man, money. <laughs> and they like try to get you like, oh, just come, come, come. And I mean, I'm sure that's why. In the beginning, a lot of people got yep. into Flesh and Blood because yeah. of that. But so he told me to open it up. I opened it up and I opened up my very first Cold Foil, my first pack. It's the one of the most powerful cards in the entire game of Flesh and Blood. Guess. Cold Foil. It's from Crucible War. It's a rare. 
Sabres? No. Ain't their conduit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go on. The most Tell powerful card. Yeah. It's so never powerful. been played. It's never, never seen yeah, played. Yeah. <laughs> All copies of that card are pristine. <laughs> because no one's ever touched one. Uh, but I opened but it. That was, was still a very expensive card in August 2020. No, it wasn't. Sorry, but like it 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 got no, va- value so, eventually. So it got value eventually. And I think I, like this is the market Hemel talking because mm. it's so it when I started the game. In August, all the cards are very cheap. Right. And that's when I got in, and I was like, you know, I just want to play it. I want to have a set so I can play every single class, whatever it was. At the time, there was only eight. Yep. So uh, I went in on bottom. At that time, the Coalfold Commons were $8 Canadian. Wow. That was only, there was not that many American sites that sold them. There was only one, Fab Foundry. Mm. Uh, and uh, Travis was, you know, he's a good friend, and he's doing his thing and selling a lot of the singles. And there was another store called Findle's Hobby, not Findle's Hobby, Fable Hobby, up yes. in uh, Oregon. And uh, he's run by Trevor. And they were all the only two stores in America that sold them. Other than that, there was Sam Smith in uh, New Zealand, and then uh, there was a Canadian store that sold them. So the commons were, like, super cheap. The legendaries were, like, $200, $250, which is, like, you know, for a new game, it's crazy. It's, like, you know, those are, like, magic dual, dual land prices. So... I got them all together, you know, started collecting them and stuff like that. And then, you know, you know what happened. Everyone does at this point in the Flesh and Blood community. Everything got crazy. Everything went up and then Monarch and this and that. But I think we're at a better place now. You can actually, yeah, it's a real no, market. No, yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> like hearts selling for 50000 allegedly never made sense. No. Because like it's very hard to, to give it that value. Even people that say like they're vintage packs like it's three years old man like it's very i'd prefer to be here than when i started collecting i think i cracked a shian in my first ever creek pack yeah and i went and checked and like it was selling for twelve thousand. like it's ridiculous amounts of money which is it's stupid yeah it didn't make sense it's great when you open it but it's like also stops new players getting in because they're like like, wait i want to play that here and at twelve thousand dollars i'll play you (laughs) they'll just shift over to something else i'm curious about money like i want to talk about actual figures so you open a lot i think we had a brief chat a couple of times how many cases a week you told me this you you say you sit in front of the tv and you're like opening and sorting i I do roughly between 15 to 20 cases a week yeah (gasps) closer to 20 and just you just me by myself. Twenty cases a week. Yeah, and you're. Wow. I think you know what's funny is the yeah. trick is sorting it. Yeah, I opening it's fun. You have a you, system. You yeah. have to have a system. I have a system. So uh, you, don't, you don't have to give it out. Yeah, I was going to say you no. don't have to, but um, but please it's, do. It's super simple. <laughs> so I have uh, BCW. Shout out to Rick. Mm. They make these two of these like sorting trays. They're like yes. uh, the. So what I do is I. Uh, I cut, they had like some little small square portions at the end. I yeah. cut them off and I glued two of like the big eight by eight trays together. And uh, I sort by class. Yes. So that's the only thing. And then I, I, I sort the commons as I go and I sort the rares into just one pile and the majestics and stuff go into one pile because it's easier to sort the majestics afterwards. Yes. The same thing with le- legendaries get penny sleeve to put into the side and they have their own stack. Of course. But the commons is the bigger part because what I do is I just sort it by class and then I put them into the case boxes. So. For WTR, Arcane, uh, Monarch, Tails, all the main draft sets, you can fit two full cases of bulk, mm. like rares and commons, into in, the, case, in, in yeah. the case. And and it fits perfectly where they don't move. See, we're, we're on the stuff. same page still. I, I do all that. That's yeah. easy. Yeah. yeah so I, I yeah. just do that. And then what I do is like, you know, when I, if I don't have any cases to open, or like, because obviously I open 50 to 20 a week, but I don't 
open them all like every single day. Like I don't open like three a day. I like sit down, watch some American football, grab a beer, like go through like 20 cases in like four hours, yeah. a couple hours, just sit there and go through them. Uh, but like days I don't, like if I'm just sitting around doing nothing or watching a movie, I'll go get a case box and I'll make complete sets. Mm. So I'll, I'll sort them out to like three of this card in each pitch color or three of this and whatever variation. And I'll just put them in team bags, put them into mailers and have them set aside. So then what ends up happening is I get a lot of customers that are like, hey, man, you know, I want to play this class. I kind of don't want to invest too much money into this game. But, you know, what's a cheap way for me to get started in flush I was like, well, you can pick a set you like, a type of hero you like, and I can give you the commons reverse for that set. So basically you get like a full commoner set for that 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 deck essentially and you get to try it out you get to you know for a cheap entry price i charge 40 dollars for them. so i'm like for 40 bucks ship you're gonna try it out for me it clears out space because i open up so many cards i have so much bulk mm. but it gets a lot of new players in that way and now like i do it for every single set 40 dollars for every common reverse set 140 dollars for every foil common reverse set and people just buy them up like crazy yep I mean, I is that you, is that you move that the most? Is that your highest selling product? Those presets, those complete sets, and stuff like that. And then, obviously, the legendaries and marvels. When new sets come out, people mm. want them, like you know, for their collection or stuff like that. But I'll also get deck requests from pro players and stuff like that. Like, hey, um, I want to play this deck for X event. I need you to make it for me. Just you know, tell me what all you, how much money you want, and do it. And I'll just cut them a deal make everything, have it all pre-sorted, ship it out to them. So all I got to do is open the box, put it in sleeves and go. Have you had the pros hitting you up for worlds? Yeah, I've had a couple. Okay, okay so what? Uh, yeah, yeah, can you us, sense any us. trends? Like is there, uh, is there decks that are, no names? John's, how many snatches have you sold? Yeah. Not a lot of snatches, but a lot of John's favorite archetype slash class. A Actually, lot, a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. A lot of Dory. Yeah. Ooh. A lot of for worlds. For the worlds, yeah. A lot of, I've, I've Look, built over six Dory decks I've been, I've been t- saying Whoa. it's good. Yeah. I've been saying. I, I think it's a. I'm not going to name names. No, 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 of no. Yeah, but no, no. But that's a surprise. Like if if we see, that's Dory awesome. Over like if Dory's anywhere over ten percent of the pool, that's uh, like yeah. over representation based yeah. on. It, she's pretty good right now, in my opinion. She's okay. I'll, I'll give you T- some tell spice. Us, tell this, us by master. the way, this doesn't get posted. You can actually name names because we're not posting this before oh, yeah. worlds anyway. It's oh, too. Yeah. It's no too worries. late yeah. to post it before worlds. Um. Philip Mackay, yeah. who you've probably yeah. heard his poetry at some point in your <laughs> life. <laughs> That's the, the only reason he's known. Um, he's come up with a with a Dory list to beat Oldham. Mm. Still does everything Dory does. I mentioned before, I don't really sideboard on Dory. So the sideboard's fairly flexible. I, I, man, jump on jump on Talishaw. Took me seven games to actually get an Oldham because I people ignore the title of the game even when you go... I'm on Dory. I need you on Oldham. Yeah. Which should be like a free invite. It's the inside joke, right? So you, yeah, you're... but I but I undefeated. Three zero. Now I know it's Talisha. It doesn't count. Yeah, but the fact that I can beat Oldham is it's it's a fact in itself. How's your five matchup? Oh, I don't lose to five. But that okay. You know Brody, young Brody. Yeah, he's from Texas too. So I know that's why I, yeah. um, I figured you'd be familiar with him at least. Oh, yeah. Probably the youngest player in the room tomorrow. Um, I played him at Pro Tour and I beat him. I was his only loss in CC. Is that Lil, right? Lil, yes. Yeah. Um, he's on fire. Yeah. I beat him. Great, great loser, if that makes it. Like, very gracious when he loses. Very mature kid. Then he, but then he wanted to know how to win. <laughs> and... I told him, and then he went on and beat a, 
like a Dory three matches later. And he's like, the, the problem with Fize is they, I'll just put this out there because whatever. If you're going to beat my Dory on fire, you can't block. You have to commit because I'm committing to not blocking your shit. Mm. <laughs> you have to commit no D reacts. I'm going to out damage you because your deck will add like just numbers. Yeah. Your deck wins. Yeah. Like, and funnily enough, Oldham is the opposite. Oldham should commit to not attacking and no, will win. No, like if sense. Oldham just blocks four cards a turn or like D reacts, like I actually can't win. Like if you put the numbers, how much, if I pump every Dawnblade, blah, 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 yeah. all my numbers at like less than half of the olden block value of the deck. It really doesn't matter. Yeah, because eventually you run out to go again. You the reason the I pump, beat yeah. Fires is first, it's a new deck. Second, it's a boomer deck. Well, uh, sorry, uh, a Zuma deck. Well, yeah. like Dory's attack, old attack, school. Attack, attack, attack. Yeah, yeah, but Dory's old school. Like everything blocks for three. And, and if you are not familiar playing into Dory, like if you picked up the game oh, at yeah. Monarch, which is when most people got into the game. No one knows how to block against They Dory. haven't played it yet, but so what they do it, but they know enough to go, ah, oh, this is when I block with four cards. It's like, no, buddy, your cards block for two. Doesn't even, don't even don't waste <laughs> them. Like they attack for four, block for two. Don't even put them on the chain. Just race. But people do. And the second they do, they've lost. Like the second you go, here's reprise, but your card is for two. Mm. How many evil grins have you had when someone blocks with like their two blocks and you're just like, I some t- look, I'll occasionally be a smartass and apologize before I like, oh, oh, so yeah. my, my, I'm sorry. My <laughs> second last match in pro tour. So we're like, again, I'm not super high that, but like 42nd is high enough in that room. Yeah. Uh, the guy was playing fire and I had sharp eye and I had a stroke of foresight red in my arsenal. Yeah and a red iron song response in hand. So I can stroke a foresight draw, but put the iron song response on top of my deck to use helm to get it back and have card advantage. But dude, I had glint and supremacy. <laughs> so <laughs> I, <laughs> so by the way, I can pump for 15 yeah, off, just, off that combo. And then just get through. But I also had a, a singing steel blade. <laughs> That's Oof. crazy. You just did, do you know card. what I hit with my, with my, um? anyway, so it goes supremacy. Like crack courage, supremacy, yeah. swing the Dawn Blade, which had two counters on it at this point. So it's already like the game's sort of over. Oh, yeah. Doing this combo. I took a photo of it. It was supremacy, Dawn Blade for what is it? Seven. Seven, yeah. Which is already sharp eyes on because yeah. it's more than double, right? Yeah. That's that's the trick. Plus, it's a breakpoint at seven. Well, yes, it's annoying as fuck to block. Yeah. He, he's not running unmovables. No. And then <laughs> I glint. Draw a singing steel blade, and I hadn't used any iron song responses yet. Oh no! And I think it was at the end. It was twenty eight in one swing or something. Just killed him from nothing. Like just like, but that's obviously high rolly. But also, but the fact that you can high he roll blocked like with everything he had. Man, he was four cards on the table plus armor, and I still went over. And then three iron song responses two. Two singing steel blades. Oh man, it's gonna get nasty, especially with that. So that was nine, ten, eleven. Oh yeah. Plus, I drew off supremacy and I drew a blue, so I pitched the blue, pay into Brave Forge braces, swing again for eight. Uh, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just it's, stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> but th- I think it was twenty and then eight. I mean, it's gonna get even more nasty with your new spoiler card. Look, and man, you're excited about I'm, it. I, you, you saying you're selling more Dory singles is bittersweet because because it, people are waking uh, up. Because I'm fully aware uh, if it's ever a meta deck. Then it's, everyone will fucking play it, and the Dory Mirror is absolutely stupid to play. 
Like it's S- some mirrors in this game suck. My it, favorite was it, Prism it's mirror. whoever Prism hits shunt first. Fantastic. It's whoever hits their shunt first. Like w- the shunt is the value in that so, game because so, if I can, so I can tell you this: all of them were playing rainbow shunts all night. Then they're playing it wrong. That's what they were playing. All the lists yeah, they're they playing got, it wrong. All six of them. Yeah, rainbow shunts. That's not the that's not the play. But yellow, that's, I mean, yellow and blue for sure. They're like, we just I just want red just in case. And all six of them said it. Now it's just like I I guess yeah. yellow and blue I can see because you could pitch it worst case. No, it's red and blue. What matchup are they bringing? Is that for the Oldham matchup? Are they bring- what are they bringing that in for? Guardian in general. It's just Guardian. So then you can kind of block them. There's only the one matchup. Like, look, Pummel. Okay, Dory gets a counter, then wants to stop blocking because you just want to invest into getting the Dawnblade bigger or keeping it big. Because you go yeah. from swinging for six over two swings with Dawnblade mm-hmm. to eight yeah. to ten. Like, it, it that's that's how the deck wins. Yeah. My, my value... At zero counters is under par. With one counter, it's uh, on par. It's, I see what you're saying. And then with two counters, it's like stupid value because it's like one for five. It's the best weapon in the game at one for four anyway because it's not conditional. Yeah, just one break. for five is like, we're talking herald value. It's good. But I don't need to use a card. Like I'm pitching, so I can actually swing one for five. So then in the end, it's just being free for half the time. Like you just push through and then yeah. you just get free damage out of nowhere. Duskblade's banned for a reason. Like it was too strong, but... But Dory has enough um, downside. So the point is, though, the worst card for us is Pummel. Because it's just- and Crippling and Spinal. The cards like that that um, literally just say you can't do what you need to do. So Pummel itself, yeah. Tear Us Under, losing cards means it's nearly impossible to keep counters. Yeah, that so that you, makes sense. So shunt you, have, you have to start and, blocking them out. So Shunt off Tunic is super valuable. Yellow Shunt, I don't rate. There's nothing in the game where it's like five. You need to block with a D react. You know what I mean? It's weird because I mean I, 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 I wouldn't I, run yellow shunt. Terra centered winners whale. Yeah, but then the red works. The red works anyways. Yeah, yeah, no, that's weird. But either way, um, that's not the tech. We're we're running, E strike, winnable, and finals fighting spirit. Yeah, I saw those. What uh, we what we the sh- other ones I saw were razor reflexes. Yes, yeah, they yeah. were playing red razors and they were playing. Um, Yeah, there was some other generic card that they were throwing in there. It could be thrust from the classic battles. Yeah, I think it was thrust because it's just one for three, and yeah, the more of them you have, the, the better. New cards aren't legal. Question: yet, Classic anyway. battles. How many do you buy of them? Do you buy them to crack to get this? I bought a couple cases of them yep. because the demand for the singles is high. People mm. love their rhinos. Yes, they love the unga bunga, and they also love. Oh, their the alt art code for rhino is sick. It's sick, yeah. but. The, the more the more thing is they want their like clearing bellows, their pet yep. calls and yeah. stuff like that. Because I mean, they're they're good cards. They are, yeah. But a lot of people are like, well, I could I don't want to spend like forty dollars on this. That was the one thing I thought was kind of hit or miss with it. I was like the the price. They, they've point, acknowledged that. Yeah, I was like the price point was kind of high. Like if it was like twenty five, I think it could justify it. That's I like think, that's like double blitz deck in one, which is basically yeah. what it was. I was talking to this with um, was it Ethan? Uh, all the James White interviews are like. No one, like, it's hard to get all that info in one place. Oh, yeah. Um, James White specifically said this publicly. When they ordered the Classic Battles, they didn't get what they were promised. So the price point of things that they put, they were expecting a much higher quality product than what was in the box. Uh, like like what Carter Monday said, like in the pitch, like the sales pitch, yeah, we'll package it and foil box and all that. They were expecting a nicer product in the end. Yeah. 
probably like so, a real. So that's why we haven't seen another classic battle. I believe they've gone back to square one because I think it's an amazing product. Like technically, when you play it, it's very balanced. Yeah, exactly. Instance D reacts attack race is all there. I think that's where the new Prism and Chain are going to come out. I asked and it's no. Really? Yeah, no. I asked in my. Interview. It would be perfect. I think like do it even a CC classic battle. Yeah, just do a CC. But there's specifically with classic battles to be blitz and for new players. Like they, they, yes, uh, there'll be some stuff for collectors and some stuff for but, yeah. Um, they don't want to make it. So well, you toe the line with um, precons, right? Like yeah. because then you're more of a living like card game. Mm, yeah. Right. You take away the collecting aspect, the buying boxes, yeah. randomization. Yeah, if they're you're very just focused, saying, like more focused than other games on that. They don't want. They don't want the the way you get into the game. Sorry, the way you like go to an event yeah. is buy a precon and go to an event. I don't think anyway. I yeah. think they they I mean, want. They that's want, where you come in. Yeah, I mean, that's where <laughs> I come in. But then, the, but the other part is that I think about it is like because a lot of the ways this game mimics Yu-Gi-Oh, right? And the way it's set up, the way the philosophy behind it, and stuff like that. Because the game is very archetypal. Mm. Yu-Gi-Oh is very archetypal. James White has a history in Yu-Gi-Oh. A lot of the players that are on the dev team have histories in Yu-Gi-Oh. So. I think I draw the parallels there, and especially the way they set up, you know, Eternal Game and mm. this and that, and they have a ban, ban list and lim- you know, just the way they handle it seems very Yu-Gi-Oh esque in my opinion so far. Uh, doing what you do, yeah. Are you excited about the Living Legend format? Do you think that's going to change the landscape? I think so. 100%. For set for secondary market, I like so. big time. Yeah. So I think the biggest issue right now, and like for example, Monarch, right? No one wants to open Monarch, right? The Eclipse. It's like 10 bucks. Why? Because you can't use it in Chain. Chain's not there. Prism, libraries, and all these mm. cards for them, you can't use them, so why buy them, right? So it just de-incentivizes a lot of people to, you know, just even look at the set. And stores get hurt because they're like, well, no one buys it. I pay a lot of money on it. It's sitting here collecting dust. So I think when they have that Living Legend format, it creates another opportunity for people to use their same cards to play it. Because obviously, like you know, there's UPF you can play it, but UPF is no, it's it, it's you know, it, it's to a certain taste for people, right? Like a lot, of, like a lot of people who play, the, like Flesh and Blood, in my opinion, are competitive players. Like they want to play a tournament. It's a one v one battle to the death. That's that's how the yeah. game feels good. Yeah. yeah, I just have this feeling that if Living Legend takes off, and I really do think it will, I just have a feeling that it is going going to become. Like just as big as Blitz, or I just really have that feeling. Here's, I just, here's I the just thing. have the feeling that it's going to completely um, change the landscape. Like you know, modern when modern got announced yeah, in Legacy Magic, yeah. yeah, like it's really gonna like you're gonna see a complete um, change in the way people approach collecting flesh and blood, the yeah. way they value cards. Um, I just think it's. I think it's going to be fantastic. I don't know. Maybe I'm a little too optimistic, no, but I have high something hopes. Something that is relevant to you more than me, but I'm. I do open and keep enough product that it's. I think this way too. Uh-huh. The second a hero's LLing, they have put the new hero of that class and type in a set already. He, uh, he's confirmed that. Oh, he's confirmed it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So, we get a light illusionist shadow to rune blade next year. At some point, they rush yeah. it because they actually said specifically in their mission statement in their company policy, mm-hmm. they do not want you to lose value on your deck because of because living of legend. Living legend, yeah. So if if Prism LLs, like he literally, this was only a few days ago, yeah. and it's in, on in my channel, in, yeah. You will see light illusionist shadow rune blade next year. Your deck is worth something. He's aware that 
Prism stuff went down in prices because yeah. people aren't paying attention. And he did say this in Lil, but they didn't record the interview. So I didn't even stay for it uh. where he confirmed it. But it's good for someone who sells cards. If you're smart, as yeah. you and, and anyone listening as a collector or, or trying yeah. to flip stuff, get a position on. Go something. buy Prism cards. This yeah. this is the time to buy Prism cards. The new Marvel 100%. legendary. Get a Starvo. Get a Marvel. Starvo. Correct. They they will come back. Yeah. Um, Starvo will be in living legend format. Yeah. So yes, if, if it, you don't it, own sense, one, yeah. get one when it's a tenth of the price. Yeah, they're like thirty-five to forty dollars right now. Silly Pick not it up, to, and it's know? still just as hard to crack. Like, oh, yeah. they're, they're, I, they're I've opened a crap load of Everfest. I've held a handful of Starvo. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's very lot, hard to. A hit lot that of card. stores got burned on Everfest, from what I know. Like I know there's several too many stores. cards in it are now unplayable. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a lot of stores have like recently, like right mm. before. Um, U.S. Nationals. I had a store message me, and he goes, "Hey man, I need to sell some of these singles. They're not selling for me." He he sells online singles as well, and he goes, "You know, here's like thirteen thousand dollars worth of flesh and blood singles. Please take them off my hands and you know move them." I gave him an offer. He accepted, and but it was, it was all Everfest. It was mm. like stalactites, silver yeah. palms, you know. Um, uh, silver palms is a hot card, man. Oh yeah, when it when it's relevant. No, we need to get you a gold silver prompt. Right? I want one bad. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Are you going to play the UPF if they have one no, this weekend? Maybe, no. but I just want the gold. I want the gold palms. <laughs> just that, there's only one right now, I think. No, there's two. There's two. There's one from Low. There must be. I think so. Yeah. That's the only other place I could think they, they would have had it. And there'll be one Today. this weekend. Oh, this yeah. weekend, yeah. I want to touch on something. We, you know, we sort of discussed it a little bit last night, but not in depth. You know, doing what you do. Yeah. Not a brick and mortar store. Yeah. But... There is that fine line between providing the great service, and I'm a big. I've told you this many times. Yeah, I think um, having uh, you know uh, a, a, having a large amount of people that do uh, single cards, secondary backpack traders, we used yeah. to call them. I think it's a sign of health. Yeah. Um, in a game, much more than people buying cases and cases and cases and sticking them under their bed. I don't think that's a sign of health in a game. Mm-hmm. So I really, you know, appreciate what you do. Um, but like you said, there's that fine line between uh, doing what you do and, you know, um, threatening or undercutting yeah. what the brick and mortars do. Yeah, so so how, like you were telling me how you sort of like internalize that and how you, you know, uh, ba- balance that. Yeah. So what's your feelings on that? So I, I kind of balance it in the way, because obviously I don't want to undercut a store put them out of business because then there's nowhere to play. Right? That's why we need LGSs. We need places to play. We need to support them. Every community wants one. And when they close down, it's difficult for people to even display the game and it causes them to just, you know, wane away. So what I do is I, I do partnerships with a bunch of stores around the country and I get my product through them. So I do deals with them and, you know, buy large amounts. So they, you know, they, they give me, you know, a nicer deal. And that way I support them. Mm-hmm. They get the support they need mm-hmm. as an LGS to stay open. I get the product I need at a you know at a, at a rate that's comfortable, and then I can supply the singles to the community. So I feel like that's the only win-win. So right? you're like essentially, in a way, I'm the dumpster. Well, yeah, and you're selling singles by proxy through them, basically. But ba- basically, basically, yeah, you're so like I mean, a contractor in a way to them. I'm like a subcontractor yeah. for them. Basically, they they look at me and they're like, "Hey, man, you know, move this." One. You have a good system. You're set up. Yeah. Can I tell you like one thing? which clearly, if, if you exist, happens here too, but is definitely prevalent in Australia, is all these LGSs don't sell their own singles. No. And it doesn't make any fucking sense to me, man. Because like you, yeah, no. this is a part-time hustle for you, yeah, and you've turned it into a six-figure business. 
Yeah. Most stores don't make six figures. Yeah. Most fi- like I think you turn over seven figures worth of cards so or close, have right. Close, yeah. So my like, dude, I'll, I'll give a ballpark. Because I, I, I broke seven figures yeah. this year. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, oh, if, like awesome. most LGSs don't do twenty thousand dollars a week in sales. Yeah. But then there's this game that they're in. Yeah. They have a store with space. The overhead is what kills you. But that's not the point. Do yeah. it. No, no they you do. should be. If you've got downtime in the store, open cases, sort the sort exactly. the cards, sell the cards. Like it's crazy to me that when I wanted a master set, yeah. I had to contact Hamel Patel from in, in yeah, Texas to ship them to me because in Australia, nobody I contacted oh, yeah. could um, go. Yes, I'll make it for you. Yeah, no. like they weren't even willing to put the time to make it. Like. I make, think that's the biggest thing though. They don't they don't have the time or they don't want to make the time. Dude, that's the I've been to game stores. They have time. Like I most know. game store owners are hobbyists, yeah. so they want the little bit of lifestyle business, which is fine. Yeah. But if you're like if you're in the store till six PM and five PM you Just saw your last around. customer. Yeah. Also, close the door at five in an hour. Like I, I open a box in four or five minutes if I yeah. don't I'm not trying to show anyone what I'm opening. Yeah. Even three minutes. Yeah. Sorting it would Probably be five minutes a box. Open a case. It's twenty minutes. Yeah, you, twenty you'll minutes get done real quick. Like, and like you said, you could take a day, like on a Saturday. Yeah, I just do it while I'm watching four hours, sports, and, and you've there. got how much money? Like, how much turnover worth of stock? You like, know what I mean? Like, yeah, like easily a few thousand five dollars, to, five to ten thousand. It's, dude, what I'm saying is even then is because they get it at a cheaper rate because they're they're brick and mortar. They also have the customers. Yeah, they, like have, people, they have their base. You know what yeah. you sell? If someone walked into your retail store to buy the same instant. No, no, but it's higher price. You can charge more for commons in a store yeah. than online because you're there. Like the convenience of, okay, there's a ProQuest. Can I buy my singles an hour before ProQuest? Yes. Yeah. I, everyone's happy to pay a premium because it's too late to it, ship. That and the, 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 the shipping part is what, what, what also kills it in the way. Yes. Because what they can do is like, hey, you know, the instantaneous gratification is an important part, especially in America. Look, I still buy stuff yeah. from people's shelves. Like I'll see a card... Like a like a rainbow fall tunic. Yeah. I'm like, man, it's hard to find. No, yeah. I'm like, you know what? How much do you want for it? And sometimes it's twenty percent over market. Yeah. But I'll buy it because it's in the cabinet. Like I can see it. I mean, it works the same way at events with vendors, right? Like, you know, it's easier it's for a premium. It's a, not I wouldn't say a premium, but it's easier for people to justify I'm gonna make that purchase now because mm. I can get it now versus I'm gonna make that purchase. It's just a shame and get it a week later. I'm not like I'm I'm not talking down about you. Yeah, like yeah. you do what you're doing, but what you're doing should be stores because because uh, it will keep their doors open. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They can have a bit like, dude, any store, any, even the large ones, yeah. if they added a seven figure no, ter- turnover per it. year business. I only started this because to be fair, I started this because one, I saw a need for it, right? Because at the time in America, there wasn't that many single selling stores mm. and all of them were specializing in first edition collector's cards because that's where the money was. Yeah. And oh, there was some pushback on like people not opening unlimited. No one was opening or unlimited. selling unlimited. No one was selling unlimited singles. So I was like, let's do it. There was only one other store, and sadly, he he closed his doors because he got busy in life. It was Midtown Merchant, Mitch Murray. Okay, yes, yeah, he, he was, was a good yeah. friend of mine. Um, so he used to open his stuff, and I used to early on. I used to supply him stuff. I used to ship mm. him singles that I would open for my cases that I would just open for you know, like you know, just giggles and just like oh, look cards, but. Um, he used to buy them off me and he used to sell them on his site and I used to supply them for a bit. Then eventually I was like, around Monarch is, I, I, I had a video with Rudy and on Rudy's video, I also said this. I was like, people don't want to pay $1,000 for a coal foil footsteps. No one wants to pay $1,000 for a card piece, especially when it yep. came out last week, right? I don't think there's a justifiable reason for it. No. 
So I was like, well, Monarch Unlimited is coming out here. All these stores are selling it for like 280 or 290 a case, wherever map was at the time. And they're like, you know, hey, let's, uh, I was like, let me just buy a bunch. I didn't have any, you know, connections, any people. I went to StarCityGames.com. I bought 20 cases at three, 300 or whatever the price was. And I got them shipped to my door. And I funded this from that earlier thing I mentioned when mm. I bought all those coal foils. I bought all those coal foils. I bought about three sets worth. I kept two. I sold one to the market. And I took that money and I reinvested it back. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to buy a bunch of cases. Mm. So I bought a bunch of cases. I cracked them all open, sold the singles. It went well. I was like, eh, let's buy more. <laughs> Did it again. Yeah, it's been going well. Then that's when the uh, first RTN season happened in uh, 2021. And uh, I was like, well, people are wanting a lot of comments because they want to play in this thing. They want Command of Conquerors. They want E-Strikes and this and that. So like, let's, you know, talk to my local LGS and see if they can give me some WTR on ARC. Contacted him. We did some things. I bought them off him. So, and then I started reaching out to other stores. Like, hey, you know, if I buy, you know, X amount, is there a deal you can cut? And then that eventually transgressed into five cases, 10 cases, 20 cases, 40 cases. And it went on that way. And... Um, so I, I mostly still do this now. Like, to be honest, like I, I, there's not really a reason for me to do it, but I do it because I like pretty cards and I want to get cards for free. Mm. So th this just incentivizes me to be more involved in the, my hobby that I enjoy. And on top of that, I get to, you know, enjoy the hobby for no cost to myself. I saw you first when I first heard about you it was on Salty Wales. Yeah, Big Michael shout Wild. out. Love Salty Wales. I love Michael. Man. Yeah. Awesome guy. And at the time... I was very annoyed with a few people in the community and, you know, saying there's no money to be made in fab because these people were stupid. Yeah. They just had this mentality of buy sealed box, wait six months, sell sealed box or coal foils yeah. to the moon. Yeah, the and Rudy, the Rudy um, uh, dilemma. Yeah. You know, the people that the just Rudy influence. Yeah, the people yeah. that just have no clue. And then you came on and Salty Wales like, no, people are making money off flesh and blood singles. Here's a guy, hmm. rainbow foils, all day, every day. Yeah. He's doing it. And, you know, I'm just like, all we're getting is this noise from a couple of people that, you know, have a lot of subscribers and so-called influence saying, yeah. Fab Fire's dead. And I'm like, I'm just like, people wake up. See, wake the up. The biggest issue is, is when they do that is that the, the people they're talking about is like 10 people. Yeah. So, like, let's say you have 100 people in the room, right? 90%, like 90 of those people are people who are going to play the game. They want game pieces. Yeah. They don't want to have, you know, like a like a Van Gogh painting on the wall or anything like that. They don't want to just stare at it and be like, oh, one day that's going to be worth some money. Like, you know, like it, it does nothing for anyone. People want to slap their card on their card pole. They want to go team and mm. they want to play. Yeah. So, and the more people that we have doing that. Creates more value for exactly. everybody else. And, and the collector, the high-end collectors, like the, the big man that's about to walk oh, through yes. the door. They're they're gonna go up as well. Yes. It's like it's like you don't build a base off, you know, a small few buying alpha sticking it under their bed and cold falls. No, you build the base from all the rainbow for all the players, yes. and then everything rises up from that. That was like the main thing about you know one of the things being Timmy. You know, like yeah. you know you build a game success on legions of Timmys yes. that are willing to go to the events, willing to buy all the cards, willing to be a part of the fanfare. You know, build their decks, you know. Go do from there. Go from there, you know. Do you have a website? I don't, but I'm making one. So I had an original one planned, and uh, I had gotten everything done. Mm. But uh, the artist I had commissioned to do all the art for it, yeah, it, it wasn't to my liking. It was a Cardamundi 
classic battle situation. So will you be? I paid for something and I got something completely different. Mm. So uh, I'm having it all redone by one yep. of my good friends, and uh, so it's a process. But I'm trying to get it all set up. But the the other thing is personally, I think it's better to not have a website. Yeah, because it gives you the freedom to, in the sense that, because. As, as much as I hate to do it, like a lot of the market right now, it's like, oh, oh my God. Like the silver thing, right? Like they showed off the new Huntsman, the uh, mm. Aranaki or Arachne. Arachne, yeah. yeah. Where, and like silver token, and everyone's like, oh, I'm going to buy all the silver tokens. If you have the website, it's good in one way because it gives you an easy platform for people to access your inventory. And but they'll buy out. But they'll buy it out, and it can hurt you in the sense that like if you oversell or you sell it or you, un- you, you listed 10, you only had nine. You mm. have to cancel one. It backfires on you because then they'll be like, "Oh, look, look, look the, this the guy easy is fix this and that." What yeah. you have to do with that is you never list all your stock because because exactly. if something goes up a hundred x, you don't have time to yeah. change five thousand exactly. SKUs. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. what I'm having made instead is a permission form. Sure. So basically, what it's going to be is going to have my uh, like it's going to have every single card in Flesh and Blood available and all the variants. You, you go to the website, submit a list. It has the pricing listed next to it, and you submit it. And once it gets submitted, it gets into my thing, forms like a like a receipt. And I go and fill the order, tell you, and email you back with payment information, and you pay for what's in stock. Okay. So, so basically, it's 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 a website, but it, it protects it. There's a little bit more of a step in that way. Hmm. And it, I feel like that's going to be better long-term because right now I don't have a website. So I've been doing everything through word of mouth, Discord, Facebook, Twitter, social media. Right, then it's it's going decently well, but obviously you want a little bit more backbone stability. The so, reason you should have a website, yeah, is doing what you do. I think a very good way to make money is selling the full decks. Yeah. If you're the only site going Proto Winner, Pablo Pintor's chain list, I'll do like a magic buy thing. it, yeah, right now, yeah, boom. I, I can do you get what I mean? Yeah. Because Magic used to do that with the championship deck. Yeah, that's right. But it's yeah. not even just the championship deck. Tall Timmy's three and zero draft fire deck at Worlds <laughs> right here, right now. Hamill special price. Get a special signed red Ronin Renegade. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Imagine that. Oh my god. But no, I like. Yeah, I just, I, I, I really like. Uh, you know the culture that you know. You, you, I guess you're you've created basically. Yeah. You know what I mean. So. What would your advice be to say someone in England, you know, sure. that part of you know, well, you know, growing player base, you know, European players, and oh, yeah. they want to do something similar? Like, what would be your advice to start small, like you did? And or, I, so funny enough, I think John messaged me about this a couple mm. couple weeks ago, and he's like, you know, like if you were to try to do something like sell singles, how would you do it? And I, I, I laid it out in like four steps. Basically, the biggest and important part for doing anything in scale, you need uh, access to money. Right. Like whether you don't need to have, you know, incredible amounts of money, you need a couple thousand dollars, because if you don't, you know, as the saying goes, as much as I hate it, you need to have money to make money. Yeah. That's so true. Oh, in this case, you need capital. You need capital. Buying a box yeah, for, for any business scale yeah, for, yeah. for doing any business and anything. And then the other thing, like I, I was talking to uh, Paul, uh, Paul earlier today is that over volume variance is a little bit lower. So you can justify hitting a dud case. Mm. If you up in 20 cases, because then eventually one of those 20 cases will be the fire case, which makes up for the dead case. So, but if you're doing it like four cases, three cases, one case is risky. Exactly. So you need to get, I think the minimum value I would set for starting would be like 20 cases. 
which at that point is like mix sets. You can do mix sets. Sure, yeah. I I used to do mix sets. In the I beginning. think if you're starting now, you get Dynasty because no, hundred percent. The you, value will always be better on the brand new set. Exactly, but you, you always start with the brand new set yeah. and you dip your toes, and then so that's the first part. It's capital. Second part, I would say, would be align yourself with your LGSs, right? Hmm. Like you know, create communities help people locally and stuff like that so in houston i do a lot of singles a lot of the community when they need singles they message me even lgs's themselves they buy singles from me to stock their lgs's because they're like why have to deal with someone else why have to deal with buy list let me just message the guy get it directly he'll just come drop it off to me and i can go put it in my display yeah or even then if they're like so because a lot of lgs's they're not like your your uh you know like Walmart of LGS is where they have like a like a warehouse in the back full of tons and tons of cases that they can just like pull out from. Some of them they get by by you know ordering four or five cases at a time. So for them to open all those cases to put singles out, it it's not a good thing for them. It's easier for them to just you know buy list singles and stuff like that. So I'll get orders like that. So align yourself with like an LGS in that way. Third organization. So when I I have all my inventory sorted in in uh, number order. So, and by rarity. So all the Majestics are in one area. All the foils are in one area. And they're all sorted by their set order numbers, like 001, 002, 003, color, and stuff like that. And they're all sorted that way. And all the high-end hits, which would be L's and higher, marbles, alt arts, chase cards, they're all in their own separate thing. And they're all organized in that way. And all the commons are all in the sets, all organized by class. And that way, when I need something, I know exactly where it is. Because half the reason a lot of people don't do this is that it takes too much time, mm. right? Like, I know, like we talked about earlier with the LGS and stuff like that, like they have the time. But what you want to do is to save the customer's time. So then you sacrifice your time for theirs and they pay you the money for it. Yeah. That's like, that's why I do the sets, the complete sets. Like, a lot of people, they're like, ah, I can, you know, if I buy a case for the, around this price, I'll get a complete set. Or if I buy a box, you know, like, you know, like whatever. But I can just spend $40. And yeah. I, someone can do it for me. And that, that changes everything. Because, you know, when there's a will, there's a way, and money talks. Dude, I, I've i opened every card in the game anyway. Yeah. I paid you for a set because I did not have the time to go through every common, every rare. Oh, yeah. Thank you for that, by the way. For we, what? With the, the, the little deal trade we made. It was amazing. It was amazing. It, so, to those who follow me, and, and you've seen Sahar on this channel. Oh, yeah. She won the... The tailor. The tailor. Yeah. You wanted a tailor. I wanted a tailor. I was so the I guy that got the tailor. Paying. Yeah. Oh, that was you. That was me, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So I, I paid Sahar in Australia yep. for the tailor. Yeah. He sent me a master set of the whole game, yep. minus legendaries, minus but then legendaries. a whole bunch of legendaries and marvels. Yeah, and then it was like a couple... He bought like the couple of ash wings. Yes. Marvel yeah. ash wings and then some tunics yeah. and some... Like, so I ended up with a fantastic... Like, that's the thing about car, like, well, deals, business in general. It was very, he was very happy with the price. Yeah. Because also, he didn't have to pay. Yeah. I just, he, had, to, he, I just had to ship it. He just had it. to ship me stuff. Yeah. So everyone got a very good deal. Yeah. Everyone got a very good deal. Everyone got she a good deal. She was very happy. Yeah. Because um, the technically, I made sure I wasn't being greedy. So I overpaid her yeah. compared to all the public offers and that she'd gotten. Yeah. You didn't pay anything. Yeah. And I made sure the value was like 50% split between me and Saha. So whatever I saved on your cards, I yeah, paid her. Paid and her yeah. I was very so happy. We, we all got something everyone, out of it. Everyone, yeah. that's one of the best deals I've ever done because yeah. I literally ended up with every deck in the game. Yeah. Whenever I want. Whenever you want to, you just pull it out. That's yeah. what I do. So like when I when I open up these sets, I, I pull out, oh, I, I like foils. I like yeah. pretty things. 
So I'll, I'll pull out a full foil playset for myself. So I have binders at home. I have them all color sorted for myself in set order. So like, oh, I feel like playing Levia today. I'm going to go to Mansan's YouTube channel, pull out a deck list. I'll yep. just go to the binders, pull it all yep. out, and shelf, put it in sleeves and go play. Yeah. So organization is the biggest thing. And then, like, especially for me, like, I live in Texas. Texas has, like, humidity of, like, the surface of the earth. Like, you will burn alive. So what we do is I, I bought a... I built a wine cellar types situation. It wasn't like expensive, but what I did was it's like a humidity controlled area. Okay. I put all the cards in there. Mm. So I can control the humidity, which ideal is around 50%. It prevents the curling. Mm. And then um, I also can keep the temperature normal. It has a generator, backup generator if the power goes out. Wow. So I can keep everything under control. And I only built that after the fact. Like, you don't need this to start out, but, like, a long-term goal. Like, if you want to expand it and do this and go onwards, like, with the volume I do now, it's more beneficial for me to keep everything nice and pristine because mm. that's what people want, right? Like, they don't want your, you know, damaged, curb-stomped, street fight in yep. front of a coffee house, you know, type of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Type of card. I took a video of a street fight today. <laughs> I've, I've never done that too. It's just now a memory of of San Jose. This is yeah. welcome to America. Well, I was talking oh, shit California about America baby. yesterday, oh, yeah. and this is why. Like, man, I've been many places in the world. America feels like y'all third world country to me. I don't know. <laughs> it's the wild you, you west. Guys, this doesn't happen in Australia. Like no. y'all don't. Y'all just not like. Oh, oh man. look at four a.m. near like. A you pub, know, the red light outside district. A pub. Sure, yeah. I mean, that happens everywhere. Not, yeah. not on, not on like a public street at eight a.m., nine a.m. No, I don't see that. No, and they were legit going for. They were, it. They oh, were, they were throwing oh, yeah, haymakers. They were, they were, yeah, that guy got mad. Dude, I, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> what's funny to me? Sorry, Americans, I love you all, but like, I think Americans think they live in a first world country. I think that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, when we when we get a call in, <laughs> no, sorry, Texas might be a first world country. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it depends where. No, yeah. When when we get a call in in Texas, Hamill's already told me he's gonna take me to Walmart. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna buy myself a gun because yes. I'm allowed. Yeah, he's gonna he's a lawyer, so he's gonna do the pre paperwork, I so I can have an open carry license. Oh yeah, and I'm gonna attend the event. With the cowboy hat, <laughs> I'll, I'll, the belt. I'll take you to a firing range Hell? before. Yeah. No, no, can no. Do it. Can you just make sure the guns aren't loaded? He can open carry all and, he wants. There's no, and no bullets in the. We'll, we'll start him off with a BB gun. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll do BB guns. <laughs> and then we'll, then we'll expand. Yeah. We'll, see, we'll see how good it gets. So in Australia, yeah. you know the gel blaster guns? Yeah. 10 years in jail. Really? Oh, yeah. Like it's on like my Facebook feed, the the police for our state that's are like, terrible. don't buy gel blasters online. Why? The penalty's ten years in jail. Like that's how strict that like on guns, you can what? get a gun license in Australia. You it's, can it's really tough. Well, no, you can get one easily. You really? just can't it's own not, a gun. Like you, if you have a gun license, you have to store the gun in a it's, very it's specific still hard way. To get a license. Yeah. It's not easy. No, I have, I have a it's family. It's very easy. You just yeah. have to join a club. Like if you, I have a if, family member that lives in Australia, yeah. they were telling me that it's like super difficult to get. Maybe because they're brown, man. That's why. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had I had trouble at TSA. I went to TSA. <laughs> they saw the little bricks, and it was like strapped to my body. Like no, 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 no. <laughs> Did I um I travel with my son? He's fourteen. He lives yeah. in another state. Yeah. Um, you know, school holidays because like, I share custody. I go pick him up. Yeah. Without fail, when he travels with me. I get pulled over for the bomb swab thing. <laughs> and without fail, my kid's a bit like me. He's like always asking the, the security officer, why do you always pick my dad out of the line? They're like, oh, it's random kid. He's like, no, it's not because you pick him every time. <laughs> and I'm like, Xander, shut up. <laughs> You're going to get me arrested. <laughs> but um, 
Look, no, I, I, you can get a gun license in Australia easy yeah. for sporting reasons. Hunting is not a good reason. Uh, Self-defense is not a good reason. So, so like, the way you get a gun license easy is you have to join a, a pistol or rifle club. But, like a shooting but you say that's easy for American. That's hard. No, no, what I'm saying There's is- There's still many steps. If you yeah. like shooting guns in Australia- What if you live like near the bush? Like, so are you able to get farm, one? very easy to get a gun. Yes. Okay. Yeah. To shoot like, um, like pests. Yeah, 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 I was about to say. I was when like, I say easy, like- it's paperwork. But in America, there's paperwork too in a lot of places. You still have to do the pre-checks and whatever. But it, there's like animals up the wazoo. In yeah, Australia but it's very different. Like you have you. to store your gun in a safe. Then your oh, ammo dude, has to be kept in another police safe. Police will just knock on your door you randomly and go, we're checks. here to check your gun. Like, and that'll happen more than once a year. That, that's that, creepy. No, no, but that's the rule. Because they want the gun cannot be stored near the ammunition. It has wow. to be locked. And... The penalties are huge if you have like a loaded gun in the and safe. And then when you take your gun to go shooting on your property, the vehicle needs to have a, a, a lockbox safe. Yeah. The ammo needs to be separate. Like it, everything is controlled. Yeah. But this all happened because we had one mass, like massive mass shooting yeah, in Tasmania. Yeah, 1998. Yeah, and they just went, nope. And and actually works. Whether yeah. you agree with it or not, yeah, we no. don't have we don't have mass shootings anymore. Yeah. Like it, it, it happened before that, but this was a major one, race racially motivated. Yeah. And that was it. After and that, since yeah. then, is there gun violence? Yes, on occasion. Yeah. I mean, I mean there's always gangs get be, their hands on it. Sure. Yeah. But but it's so hard and so expensive to get them legally. That it just taps everybody out. Yeah, like it does. I, I most Australians don't like wholeheartedly agree with how strict it is. Yeah, but you know you, what I mean? You just go along with it. No, no, but at the end of the day, we don't hear, like, schools don't get shut up. Like, that uh, that's sort of the trade-off, right? It's a trade-off, And yeah. Australia very much feels safer than the US. Like, like I'm saying, yeah. here, I feel like I have to be on guard a little bit more. Like, in LA, oh, yeah. we, we saw, New we saw York. John, we saw John walking on the street every five seconds. He just trips around. Yeah, I was like checking <laughs> over my shoulder. <laughs> I, I need to buy a gun. Yeah, and you don't worry, you'll see the tall Timmy with a sombrero walking <laughs> with the gun revolver strapped to my hips. I, I swear, I probably think those people thought that like Nepal was your bodyguard. He's like, he's like just walking behind you menacingly. <laughs> thing is, I, I don't, I'm so, I'm not confrontational. Like, I, I very much am confident if I get in a, but I. Only when people block wrong with Dory and you're like, ha ha. Then I laugh. <laughs> so, by the way, James Curry is not coming because he went to the wrong hotel and then he went to the reception and reception's like not letting him up. So he's gone to a meeting. Just letting you know. Oh. Um, are you still waiting for him? Yeah, don't worry about it. It's too much of a hassle right now. We'll sort um, him out after. Yeah. Um, is this going to keep going when you are officially a lawyer? Yeah, or is your business I'm, I'm for sale? Doing it. No, I'm, I'm going to keep doing it. Awesome. It's still yeah. a, you enjoy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, so uh, I tried to buy businesses that had the. Uh, so Fab in the early days, you saw yes, yes, online yes. stores to get distribution access, mm. and I used to, I, I inquired about a couple stores that went under, uh, if I could acquire their said thing, and it, mm. and it doesn't transfer. So uh, okay, I, so. I'm a believer in. Well, again, this is probably counterintuitive to you. Yeah. I think LSS should have a deal with distributors that if a store buys X amount, well, let's say a store buys 20 cases sure. for their pre-orders, but sure. then they buy 10 cases for singles uh-huh. that they should get a rebate on the singles ones to help stores. Cause not enough stores are opening boxes for singles that yeah. maybe like a 10% bump down 
but you somehow have to verify that, or maybe Seems, you get yeah. sent. Like, the, the, like the what the distributor can do is actually open all the boxes, pour the loose packs, and send you loose packs. And like the other way, to, the other easier way to do it. But I, but I'm also a believer in, yeah, like people like yourself actually are a catalyst. If if we don't have Hemels, yeah. we don't have a game. Like you need a place to get singles. Yeah. It is super inefficient for the public to go buy a case and then build Arachne. Like that yeah. doesn't work. It doesn't work. And, and, then- and the problem is, I think the big reason Fab isn't growing quicker, although it's growing, yeah. is you can't walk into any store and build a deck. And build a deck. You can't always find yeah. um, the- certain cards. Like th- there's cards that literally become hard to buy because all the people have them, none of the stores have them. Yeah. And then the other option is like, what's your other option? TCG player, eBay. But then the issue. We don't have those in our part of the world. Yeah. Like so TC- that's that's yeah. the other thing. So like most parts of the world, other than America, mm. don't, don't even have, have that as that, an option. Yeah. eBay, sure. Maybe eBay works everywhere, but it, not it's for hitter- fab singles. Yeah, for it, us, it's, no. it's hit or miss. Mm. But for TCG, what ends up happening is you get. 50 different sellers and you have 50 different packages and it becomes a mess because how, like if you wanted to buy like let's it's say not a f- like it, three red iron stock responses for example you right? need a broker you need someone to go they will do exactly. the work yeah. find the deck you want someone to deck. centralize everything yeah. like 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 this weekend i've already got like 10 to 15 lists from cards like the people are like hey you know i'm looking for these if you can gather them up for me this weekend i'll come buy them from you yeah. or uh hey if you had these in stock set them aside for me and if you get these in stock or if you pick them up this weekend you know, I'll pick them up off you. And it's just stuff like that. Because what happens is a lot of people, they're just like, hey, man, I just want to get it all done at one time. Yeah, yeah. I want one good deal on it, and I want to just knock it out. Yeah. That's the easiest thing. That's the fourth That's the fourth thing. Because remember I said it was four things. Mm. The fourth part is just be convenient. Because half, half the reason a lot of people don't buy from a lot of people is like, hey, they're upcharging. Or, hey, you know, they're... Uh, they're being a little, you know. Well, they don't ship quickly. Oh, they don't like ship I had that issue. I bought yeah. a deck for a ProQuest. Oh, yeah. Guy didn't ship it. So I had to buy the deck again. Yeah. Then the original guy, I got his deck. I'm like, dude, I'm sending this back. Like, I wanted it for ProQuest, which you knew. Yeah. He's like, nah, man, no refunds. I go, are you serious? Like, <laughs> I already overpaid and yeah. I told you to rush it and you told me to ship it today. Yeah. It's like, sorry, man, I got busy. I'm like, yeah. So, <laughs> so I go to the yeah. mail every single day. I, uh, and uh, I just drop it off. I'm very good friends with my local mail guy. At the, I go to like a like a mixed store, so it's not like a US mail or a UPS or a FedEx. They do all three of them. Yeah. So I'm good friends with him, and just go drop it all off. He processes it, sends it all out on time. I have a, a proposal for you. Oh, tell me what we're Don't missing. No, no, what we're missing. <laughs> so I have contacts that you don't have. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Um. I have contacts that have pallets of Monarch first. They're trying to clear. Oh, man. Uh, I saw someone on the US trade pages trying to sell Everfest very low because he's stuck with a lot of stock. Probably yeah, wants to order that. Dynasty, right? Probably. We need a, a Facebook group for that. Where it's oh, yeah. it's actually box breakers like Chris Size. Like Chris Size is much bigger than me. Like he's more yeah. your size where it's like yeah. 100K, right? Yeah. No, but, but if we had a closed group, Oh, yeah. Where we also invite these vendors and share them, like yeah, no, it, see, it makes it up. If someone in New Zealand can ship you a pallet of Monarch first, yeah, for the right price, knowing the light cards that are coming out, it's something that you and Chris would probably be like, dude, I'd probably 50, at the 50, right price yeah. take fifty cases. At a, but but I think if we had a, a closed group, because LSS isn't going to do it, like yeah. not, you know what I mean? But I mean, because the, they, they don't but, get anything out of it. But yeah. out there in the world, yeah, if we or pulled okay this store is going under they got this stock to sell this this store well, closed and yeah. they're auctioning their stuff i, I wouldn't even say but going under no no like, but more importantly yeah. it's like anyone trying to clear stock yeah because sealed stock yeah 
can jump on there and post. You'll find a lot of LGS that go, look, I've got 10 Ks I want to clear. I know Gamescube has like 20, 30 cases of Tales of Aria first. Yeah. And it's just clogging up their storage room. That and you can also, the, I think the bigger issue is, is you help stores out with your cash flow, right? That, that's what so I'm that, saying. The cash flow thing, like- well, If like, a store knew like, they could jump on that group and it's you, me, Chris, Saint, but like anyone else that wants to crack- for singles or do box breaks like that's yeah. how I got into the game because I don't too. want so it to be people that want one case I want, it's like I, make a group like, that's like yeah. five case minimum type stuff type thing, yeah like minimum trade yeah. I mean I can see that so basically you're you're you're, li you're linking the LGS's and then we're inviting people, people we know yeah but a lot of these people don't want to be known like some of the contacts I have and you have, they don't want it out there that they're that moving. they have a deal with you. Like yeah. that's not not that they there's anything wrong. They just don't want to like if there's know any that if they don't there's want any ramifications. Listen, they don't want yeah. everyone knowing that they're clearing fifty cases because they need cash flow. Like that's not a good like it's, it's not, not, not what you want your customers to know. Even though it's just flow, business, yeah. right? Yeah. Look, look at Channel Fireball. Every time they do this for cash flow, they get slammed. Oh, about a ton. I understand <laughs> it from a cash flow perspective. They're not trying to hurt the game. They're literally no. going in the books. So like we're in the red. But we have this asset. Let's flip it. Let's flip it. Just we need cash. It, it hurts it, the game, but yeah. that's not why they're doing it. Like as as much of a controversial take as this is, I I, I don't think CFB did much wrong. Like it was bad, yes, but in the way they did it with the access they had was bad, sure. But I think it was just b business in the end of the day. And I like yeah. I Rudy's like comments towards them don't feel justified. I don't think like, so. CFB don't owe anyone answers. Like if they bought the stock, I think it's people think or assume that there's more to it with LSS and CFB. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's a, it's a CFB is a bigger company than LSS. 100%. They bought a lot of stock. Yeah. And, and this is, I was about to comment this before what I hate hearing, which is, is exactly the same vein is when people go, they ordered a hundred cases of Everfest and now they're stuck with them. Why did you order 100? Like, why? Like, yeah. you should only be buying, like you. If you could sell If you can't afford 100 cases yeah. at a 50%, like, let's say your worst case scenario is a 50% loss on EV. If you can't afford that, you shouldn't be buying them. Like, this isn't gambling. Stores shouldn't be gambling. Like, if you, you know what I mean? Like, the yeah. Monta 1K thing, I feel sorry for anyone. No. Like, you're gambling. But, you're it's, you're it's, speculating. Yeah, you're, you're shorting it. In a way. But, but but that's on you. Like it, you, the whole point to this stuff is it fails sometimes. Yeah. Like no, you can't always you don't always make money in business. Like some deals are bad. Well, I mean, but that's the, that's the other problem because what happens is these people get burned and they get burned uh, once and then they sit there and they don't want to touch it again. But then the other problem is that they're they're touching a boiling kettle and expecting not to get burnt. And yes. you're like, well, what would you expect? But again, it's it, it's. Like all these stores that are selling cases for low because yeah. they need cash flow, yeah. fucked up. Yeah, and that's on them. And you see, now, like no LSS's job isn't to sell the product for you. Yeah, right. And again, you have options. You can crack that for singles. You yeah. can take all the time and so, so, sell commons out of it. Like if you can, yeah. you can do so, it. Like people can hustle. Yeah. So to be fair, Wizards of the Coast has probably helped my business the most <laughs> because explain that. Okay, so they release products like a bad man. Just throwing yeah. them out there. It was like, hey, today's a new product. Here you go. Oh, we're going to make a new type of foil. Here you go. Oh, we're going to flip it upside down. Here you go. They just like invent new concepts just to sell singles. But what happens is is that these LGSs have to carry magic. They have to carry Pokemon. Yeah. Mm. Because it's the two biggest things. Pokemon being the biggest IP in the world. And magic being one of the biggest trade card IPs other than Pokemon, right? So they have to carry it. And the problem that happens is, is that 
they have to buy the product. They have to buy X amount of product the next time because if they don't buy it and then there's they a get cut product, off, right? they get cut off. That's what I think. You know, I don't want to say I know too mm. much, but uh, that's what ends up happening. And then you end up in that problem where people are like, well, I have to take it on and I have to buy it. But then they get stuck with X amount of dynasty or like that. Like, I'm, I'm not sure how the dynamics works exactly. And I don't want to comment on it, but I'm, I'm, I'm like 95% sure. A lot of, at least I know from my local LGS, this is what he's told me verbatim. I need to move some fab so I can afford more magic and more Pokemon mm. because <laughs> I have to buy it. Because That's, and then it's and the magic at the moment it's it's dead stock. It's dead. Stock I know LGSs they can't sell. They yeah, can't it's sell. Hit and miss. Some of the sets sell. Like Kamigawa, I think sold very well. Yeah. And then so like you keep you go. The thing with Fab is it also has happened to a smaller extent. Like yeah. Everfest and Tails, and some of the unlimited product was just yeah. not like. So Tails, I, I think yeah. it's both good and bad. So in Australia, the distributors. Actually, if you are not a WPN store for Magic, yeah. can't get Flesh and Blood at a cheap price. That's uh, actually a fact in yeah, our it's region. It's really crap. It's absolutely insane. It's ridiculous. But that's also what hinders there's only one the distributor. single stuff. Oh, there's only one. For so fact. you have to do it. Well, you got no choice? Uh, well, I've brought it up with LSS. Uh, they acknowledged it and nothing happened. Uh, I mean, it's a lot of logistical stuff they have to deal I with. I don't think it's that much. You can just tell the distributor, fuck you, do not put our name. And Like, you cannot dictate. Like, yeah. what LSS should do is tell the distributor yeah. this client runs skirmishes so skirmishes and up give them a better price because they're clearly but yeah. and I think but it's probably, what LSS it's actually probably, yeah. should be doing which yeah. maybe has more negatives than positives but I really believe this if the store doesn't sell singles should not be getting events like anything bigger than an armory like if you don't have any singles in your store yeah. for flesh and blood why the fuck are they going to ProQuest if I see another ProQuest in a store that I can't even buy a legendary at the counter well, most you're not of, in it. Most of them don't like so. Yeah, but we, you're we not in it, man. Like, in how how are it. you in it? Like, like what I'm saying is, you don't even need to crack boxes for that. You just need to like, if if a player in your store like, cracks a pack, store, yeah. I want to trade it in. Trade it in. Yeah. Some of these players, they don't. How do you not have singles? But you want to run like pro quests, PTQs, like, and stuff like that. Like, dude, our ridiculous. nationals, Hamill. Yeah. Was run by a store uh-huh. that has singles. Didn't bring any to nationals. The what? Yes. Yeah. Why? So our friends he had no vendor. Our friends like that came with us. Yeah. Called up ahead, going, "Hey, can can you pack these cards for me?" They're like, "No." They literally said, "No." Like, imagine that. They said, "No." Why? We're too busy. Like, yeah, but you sell singles. Can you just get them to nationals for me? Like, you're the same store. Yeah. And the owner said, "No." And then you turn up to the event. One of the vendors had a binder of legendaries. That's it. There's like one binder. Like you're going to buy a single rare venue. or common, which is insane because that's where the profit margins are in big events is people want red snatches. You charge them like 10 times what they're actually worth because it's at an event. Yeah. Well, we, like I, I, I'm not in the belief of breaking the comments and rares to, to, uh, no, no, to but, events. But, but I'm saying... Yeah, but like they're having no singles at all is ridiculous. Man, I'm, but I disagree. That's exactly what you take to fucking nationals or any big event. Yeah. You take... You take... Like if you, if you own play yeah. sets of the game... You should have one with you. I, I would what I would do personally, mm. and uh, when I do events, I don't I don't usually run the booth. I get hired up by yes, different yeah. stores and stuff like that. So it's whatever they mm. want to do. I just work for that for that event. Um, what I would do personally is hire someone, bring like twenty copies of each rare, yeah, fifteen copies of each common, but pre-sort it before, yeah, and then just slap it at a couple five Ks, bring it. Mm. It's probably gonna be like. 
maybe but like but one that suitcase is what, worth. To just that's what you set. need at an event because someone goes like like we were at Lil um, Match Folks who won the event was scrambling for yellow snatches. Yeah, boggles my mind that he can't buy yellow snatches at that point when he needs it for his deck tomorrow. Yeah. It's not look. It's not about profiteering, but you can charge whatever you want. One hundred percent. That's how I met Hayden and Brendan Patrick in <laughs> Orlando. They needed yellow ravenous rebels. Yeah, and I That's was disgusting. Like, I know it was awful. Uh, and they're like, "Hey, man, we really need these." And I was like, "Well, we have arcane packs, and we don't have any yeah. commons and rares." Crack some like, packs. Right, well, let's go. I got them, and they're like, "Oh, thank God." Yeah. Well, let's talk about, you know, we spoke over breakfast, delicious bagels. Oof. You know, I never knew that you could get strawberry cream cheese. Uh, cream cheese? Yeah. Cream cheese. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know it came in flavors. So that's a, that's a, that's a thing. It's an American delicacy. Mm. And breakfast syrup. Never had that before. Um, that was cool. Waffles. Yep. <laughs> it's all good. So unlimited. Yes. It's becoming rare. Yes. You said particularly arcane rising unlim. Yeah. There's in the states not, here, it's very, it's very, not very much out there. Yeah. So in the beginning, right, when we had in November of 2020 mm. was when WTR and Arcade Unlimited first came out. And it became, uh, even in the beginning of those Unlimited, it was super, super hard to get. Like uh, like most stores, it was like getting drip fed. It was after Walmart came out that I guess they printed more or something because it, came, it became super available to get until that following November 2021 when they both went out of print. And uh, now recently, since that out-of-print announcement, the last big influx of Arcade Unlimited I saw was during that Channel Fireball. So mm. since then, I have not seen any available, really, at a decent price anywhere. Like, minimum price I've seen, like, on TCG, I think it goes between, like, 375 and 400 for a case, which after fees is, like, 340-ish for a store, 335-ish. And you said Monarch Unlimited? Harder to get? It's harder to get. Yeah. It, well, I, I've I've asked around. Some stores have it. Some stores don't. But it's not as, like, heavy as it used to be. Like, before Monarch, people would be just like, please, please, just take it. Just take it. And now it's just like, well, you know, we might keep some, do that, do this. And Crew on Limb? Crew on Limb is the same as Arc, basically, because Crew was very short printed. Yes. They, they made an article. But they, they never intended something. to print They never wanted to, but mm. they did it because they went into Europe, and Europe is like, well, we don't have any Crucible. So they're like, well, we need to print it. And then they used, if you ever felt a Crucible of War Unlimited card, they feel different than yeah. every other card in the entire game. It was the first Japan printing. It was the first Japan printing, but they did like this like weird gloss. And like, they're like cut weirdly and something like that. So like, they feel different. Yeah. Like really, really well, different. When people, because I get contacted, ah, oh, I got this fake card. I'm yeah. like, is it from Crucible? what is it? Ah, oh, it's a it's an unlimited non-foil. Let's go, baby. Pack number two. <laughs> Crew unlimited. It's usually the tunics. People think are fake. I'm like, if it's a non-foil crew tunic, uh-huh. it's probably not fake. It just looks different to the real one. You uh, know what I mean? Tunic, 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 tunic. Please, please. Nah, we got a foil torrent of tempo. And we got a big horn. Ooh, big team and crane dance. There this we go. This is gonna be uh, John after a couple of drinks tonight. Okay. Unlikely. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, they do feel. Um, you feel the stock. Yeah. The, Look, it's very easy to tell if they're a real card or not. Um, no, it's super easy. Yeah, but I, I helped out. But uh, they like if you're new. Yeah. Like, let's say, Look, but you, there there are some fake cards going. No, no, I, I've got one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Someone s- in Vietnam did get a fake tunic sent to them. Uh, one of my friends here, he made a video on his YouTube channel. Mm. I helped him. Uh, like, 
identify that it was fake. He bought fake four scenes, Chinese ones. Yes, yeah. Ah, uh, uh, actually, okay, and why? Yeah, and they uh, he got them through a reputable seller, mm. and the seller instantly refunded. What what region? Uh, Taiwan. Okay. Talk to me off camera because that's way too close to home from the I know where foil, the, 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 the foil fabled were coming out of foil hearts. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, we, we found the seller online on Alibaba. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not the seller. I'm talking about the community member that their name keeps popping up. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay, we'll we'll talk after. But um, so need, like, if that's again, like, I yeah. didn't know. If so, so I was I was yeah. easily. He, there's a video on his channel. It's the OKNY podcast. I think mm. I, I forgot the things. Uh, the good friend Oliver. I, I met him. What's his name? Oliver, and then the other guy's name is. Uh, uh, I forget what. That's who I met, not Oliver. I just met him at the cafe before. Yeah, I, I, I know his Discord name. I don't know yeah. his real. His <laughs> Mal Zenith. He he writes on uh, yeah, yeah, the no. Flesh and Blood website for yeah. LSS, um, and uh, so he got them sent. And he goes, "Hey, I know you buy expensive stuff. Do you have like real ones?" And I, I pulled out my set, took pictures, and you could easily tell the, well, the foiling's all wrong. No, the foil the foiling was correct on the card itself the 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 resource area was blurry and then on top of that the font was not dark so lss uses a specific type of font and the easiest way to tell is that you could see like you could compare the a my a from the real one to his a and you could just be like that's not right and you could just like nitpick everything and then he jewelers looped it and he saw it it didn't match Mm. so he's like well because the the other thing is that the fate for seed and the boneyard marauder or sequential in the promos. Sure. So uh, the one from uh, Monarch, the Team Covenant promo. So uh, I, I was like, do you have one of these? He goes, yeah. So we like looked it up because if they're sequential, the, you know, they're printed around the same time. So they should be around the thing and somewhat same stock, right? So there was a huge difference between that and the fake. So I think they got it resolved and everything and he was able to get real ones. But the fact that there was like, you know, it didn't like, even oh. exist. Yeah. yeah. And then later on down the line, I found and then they have, uh, they have like a YouTube channel. They used to do MTG proxies and they would do like masterpieces, expeditions and stuff like that. And like these people, they now do flesh and blood stuff. And the issue is they don't, they can't do the coal foil because it's, it's really, really hard to mimic, which is why I feel like coal foils are a great investment because it's so hard to mimic the process that they do. But the rainbow foil, they, they have got it down to the point where it's like the same areas are foiled out. It's not like, you know, like those old magic fake foils where yeah. it's like, it looks so fake. Yeah. It, you, you're just like, this. it's not. I've seen some that are f- like foiled on the back. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. But they're like, I understand that there's a, a world for proxies and yeah. a lot of those really bad magic fakes are yeah. basically proxies. Like you can tell they're fake. Yeah. I mean, because uh, I mean the but first the fab stuff right now is purely trying to it's trying like, to print yeah. a ten cent card yeah, to it's sell not, for two hundred bucks. It's not like old Pokemon where like you know like when you were young and you got those Pokemon cards, it was like you're like oh, I want a Pikachu and you get like a Pikachu and yeah. it's like spelled completely wrong and it looks like again proxy because you're like a, a like, like shadow. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, I um, it's it's a weird thing, mind you. If you need like the best way to actually tell for me, yeah, is actually do not buy a card in a sleeve. Like the minute you get a card, yeah. if you take it out. The first thing I notice is the texture in my hands because I've touched enough. That's, it's and, the same way. But if sometimes in the sleeve, the reflections hard to see blur and stuff yeah. and thumbprints or whatever. But if you take it out, yeah, you, can, you, feel can, it. you can usually tell. I had one instance where I was wrong about calling something a fake. So apparently, I didn't know this, Tales of Aria Unlimited had a Belgium print run. Yes. Very, very small. But there was a Belgium print run. 
Again, it's confusing. Yeah. Because, yeah. Cause, so if you get unlimited rainbow foil from like a legendary, for example, like Shock Charmers, which mm. is what the card was. It's so much darker in it's Japanese It's darker print, and right? it feels like the WTR print. It's like the, the Monarch we just opened. You saw it was like kind of rough, kind of glossy, mm. thicker. So uh, when you flick it in the foil, you could feel like a, there's a tension to it. I think there was an engulfing light was the foil for that one. If you want to just go ahead and feel it out. But um, the Shock Charmers didn't have that thing give. It had that old, mm. like like an Everfest foil or like a Uprising foil because those are Belgian prints. So uh, he look, he's meditating it away, <laughs> just trying to get a feel for the different sets. He doesn't open enough packs to ever get mm. this right. Oh, mm. He opens a pack a week, man. I know it's mm. in the videos, right? It's disgusting. Mm. <laughs> Can't relate. <laughs> we're, not, we're not even. <laughs> okay, I don't know the, how we're friends. <laughs> the, this card here on the left, it, it bends a little easier. Okay, bends a little bit more pliable. A little bit more plasticky, a little bit more pliable. This is a bit more cardboard, a bit more stiff. The stock is completely different. It's different. I mean, it's it's <laughs> probably <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> He's gonna like mm. one is dark chocolate. One is dark. <laughs> no, Monarch first dark I chocolate. Smell a Holy shit! Oakiness. Holy shit! Monarch first edition. Those packs, the dark chocolate smell is so intense. I don't know why they have that. Next time you open up Monarch first. Dark. Like dark oh my god! You crack it open. It's like whoa! The first well, all, one I ever opened. All the first opened. Ed product definitely they have a different smell. Ha- yeah, yeah. Even the the the, the alpha. Mm. I cracked alpha and it smells like macadamia nuts. I'm just like, <laughs> damn it! I want a cookie. Okay, uprising. Yeah. Are you happy with how LSS released it? Maybe print numbers. What's your feelings on the way uprising's I'm, been rolled out? I'm not a fan of print numbers. I don't want to know. No, no, no. But, uh, sorry, oh, but are you a, are you yeah. a fan? Sorry, not knowing the print numbers. But are you a fan of how much of how it? much is out there? Yeah, the 100%. waves, how attainable I, I think, it is. I think the waves they should know. Let stores know so mm. they know how to plan. If there's another wave, yeah, like hey, like once the one wave goes out, be like, hey, uh, we're anticipating another one around this time. Yeah, we don't know important. how big it is. That's important. That way they know how to space it out. Like because otherwise they're like, well, I don't know. So well, see, they, if you go crack your twenty cases for singles, but then, then there's not like, another wave. Exactly, you, you don't get to draft it, and then you have to yeah. outsource it. You have to contact other stores. No, and, and it's not good. And then you have to beg your distributor if you're a store, be like, hey, do you everything? But I agree, more? the print numbers is no I, one's I, business, I, man. I, I, I hate this fascination <laughs> the community has sometimes. No, like, the I, entitlement. I wanna, yeah, they're like they're like a crackhead sometimes. Have you seen like those like com? Yeah. Like, I need a print number, bro. I need a print number. You, you don't really the, need no, it. no. The, all mm. you're telling me is that you fucking think those cases in under your bed are worth something. Yeah. Like, shut up. No one cares. No. Yeah. Oh, people's opinions are like the crazy thing was the monarch print numbers came out. Yeah. Rudy makes a huge video. Channel Fireball dump stock. Everyone's doing shit. I'm like, 125. Boxes was one hundred twenty five thousand. Yeah, which is like okay. Why the fuck does that matter? It's all context. If there's ten million players, is not enough. It's not. If it's two players, it's way too many. The number is irrelevant. No, it's it's, it's irrelevant. The no. number is irrelevant. What you should have been doing if you bought Monarch and you wanted to go to one K is fucking recruit new players. Because for every new player you recruit, the print number like technically yeah. you have more chance of Monarch hitting one K if you, that's what you want yeah. by recruiting people. Yeah, yeah. Then by fucking talking about it, but, but that's the problem because like when you do this, like like oh, I want the one K or I want I want the print numbers or this and that, and you it's know, irrelevant. it's irrelevant. Four twenty sixty nine giggity giggity, like you know, it doesn't make a difference. Like no one cares because what ends up happening is you're sitting there like, well, one day this box will be worth something, and it's like, 
I mean, you could just open it recruit, and get singles, sell them to someone who needs them, yeah. and then they'll be like, man, this game's awesome. His friend will see it, and they'll go start playing, and then, you know, they'll, they'll get more and more people, Well, which is exactly, like, I, I don't want to keep going back on this, but, like, that's why I did this, because yeah. I was like, if I get more people singles, the singles will be worth more money. Correct. More people it's not bloody them. rocket science, Look, is it? I, I understand, like, Saint on Fabled Hunters will do, like, the, the gas liquid solid yeah. Like the minute you open a box, you can't go backwards. That's why sealed product will appreciate. Like alpha will appreciate, yeah. but alpha boxes will appreciate quicker than a heart will, right? Yeah, technically. But what people miss is you can have that conversation about magic where ninety nine point nine 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 percent of alpha has been opened yeah. because no one thought it was worth it. Like the minute you're artificially doing it, like yeah. th- this is where I have a fundamental disagreement with Rudy. Although I consider him a friend now, I think. He's an idiot. Yeah. Because what he's doing to himself, and the only reason he can do it is he's wealthy. Yeah. Is he's hoarding product. But because he's hoarding and telling people to hoard it, none of them will ever make money. You cannot put that back on the market. You can't yeah. go, here's my 10 pallets of Modern Masters. No, and crash. No one can buy it. So well, no, one, no one can buy it. And then the other It's not like is the stock it, market. It goes. It's not like the stock market. But if you don't have an attrition rate, yes. and the market is the attrition rate, not you. Exactly. Like either your mass box opening or the market is exactly. like the only way you're smart for holding a sealed alpha box if you're the only one or you're one of very few and everyone wants to draft it, but you have self control. Exactly. But, but in Fab, people started by hoarding alpha. Which is why the price has crashed. Do you understand what I mean? No, 100%. It's artificially gone up and now people are realizing, oh, wait, there's like there's like 200 sealed cases still. <laughs> like everyone has a sealed case. No, 100%. Because what, that's what happened. I call it the four, yeah. the three the three impacts is what I call it. I watch a lot of anime and there's an anime called Neon Genesis Evangelion. It's about impacts and stuff like that. So yeah. the first impact was when they said they were going to partner with CFB. Mm. When they partnered with CFB, prices shot up. Yeah. It went from about like $250 for a tunic coal foil to 500 600 Hearts went from about four hundred dollars to about a thousand. Then the second impact, we're going to be on TCG player. Mm. They, everything doubled again. The third impact was when they announced Unlimited. They gave us the print numbers roughly of Alpha, and all the collectors, the big end whales, bought up all the Alpha and Arc. Once that happened, shit hit the fan. $3,000 skull cast, $5,000 tunics. Uh, mm. I remember there was a post and I still laugh to this day. This guy's like, I'll trade my heart for a brand new Tesla. <laughs> and I'm like, there's no way. And then 10 minutes later, deal but done. And I was like, that didn't happen. Yeah, see, this is no, part so of me where I, I get skeptical. I know, I know 100% it, this proof of this shit being faked. Yeah, $50,000 heart $50, has never been happened. proven. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Even these, yeah, I get very skeptical about that. I think... You know, Bronson made a big shout out, love Bronson. Oh, yeah. He did a great video about that, like the history of Fab. And I, I, I commented in that video mm. and I'm like, I would love, because it's such an outlier what happened in the first three years of Fab. Oh, yeah. It's never happened in yeah, any other game. make like a mini doc. Yes, oh, correct. But, but, go interview like... It'd be but, dramatic. But, no, no, I'm serious. No, 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 no it'd, it'd be, be so good. It'd be no, super dramatic. But, yeah. And that's when it happened. But the, <laughs> but the reason is I said in the, in the comment... Impact three. <laughs> I said, it can't be done now. Mm. Not for another five years because I really oh, feel yeah. that there were bad actors. There were some nefarious things going oh, on yeah. with these oh, single prices and the wounds is too fresh and I think it's going to take five years before you really hear what happened because I feel that 
a lot of it was bullshit. Look, I know a lot for of a these fact, heart, a lot of these no, prices exactly. were bullshit. No, 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 but I have a fact you definitely don't know. Okay, I know for a fact, LSS employees, someone was fired because they put out the word to their friends, which in New Zealand and Australia, there's a, there's a spot you, everyone's yeah. very yeah. tight knit. Yeah. They told their friends to go scalp it. They're like, oh, oh th- we're about to announce that this is out of print. Uh, like, I know that happened. I know there's people like friends, I consider friends, that when this happened, went and bought out crew. You can already, you know the names when yeah, I say yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. They bought out crew, they bought out Alpha, I know, I and they've, know they've paid for their houses. I think I know That's insider trading bullshit. Like, it happened. Yeah. Now, it's not because it's not stocks. But here's the thing. They, it's they still, can't get you on it, legalese-wise. Yeah. yeah, but, but okay. But there's, but what, here's what I think. Yeah, yeah. I think that big boom and bust shit hurt the game as a playable game because how many people didn't play Fab because they're like, oh, that's a collector's game. My first impression of the game when I walked into a store was that the staff in the store were like, oh, that's only for collectors. Like it's going to crash. No one plays it. I mean, that's kind of what's but going that, on with it's that. It's this shit. People's greed. Mm. It's be, yeah. Sorcery. I sold my kit for triple. Yeah, I saw your video. Triple. That's exactly what's going on. Morons. I'm, morons are running that company. I like, they emailed me. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine that you've ignored my messages for six months. Yeah. And then I make a video. I'm a nobody, man. Like, I don't care if people watching this think I'm... I'm nobody. I have 2,000 subscribers on YouTube. I yeah. open packs. I'm nobody. Yeah. Why the fuck is the owner of a $4 million company, at least, because that's the Kickstarter, yeah. emailing me with an apology? Why? You're a moron. You should not care. If you're doing everything by the book, you'll be like, oh, we don't care. Like, you're going to have people. Why do you care? Why do you care? Why are you emailing me an apology? Everybody. By the way, they offered to send me test packs. You know what test packs are worth? Oh, wow. Yeah, I said no, because immediately I'm like, oh, this sounds like when Louis offered me Kickstarter boxes if I talked about MetaZoo. He said, oh, Mike will send you Kickstarter boxes. I'm like, aren't they like 20 grand? He's like, yeah, but if you support him, he'll look after you. I'm like, I'm not getting bribed, dickhead. Like, I say what I think. That sounds like the Godfather. Like, Dude, that's like, literally when Rudy and I went, like, I had an interview with him. Remember? The, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And then hung up, and he immediately went, like, all oh, Jehovah's Witness on me. Like, Oh, have like you trying met to a, sell, have you met yeah, a Lord yeah, and no, Savior? no, I'm not even exaggerating. Oh, when I, because I'm like from a Baptist cult background. Sorry, Americans sure. who are Baptist, but I was in a cult for sure. Like I immediately got those, like that hair in the back of my neck. What are you selling me right now, MetaZoo? Dude, we just talked about Fab. Why the fuck are we talking about Meta? And why off camera? Because he, and why are you, why are you offering me? Like, if it's a good, here's the point. Yeah. If it's a good game. Why are you offering me free product? It doesn't like, make sense. Why, what, what's what's the bribe for? Exactly. No, the <laughs> other thing is it has it has a sports card fallacy. Metazoo or no, Fab did too sure, in a bit. Yeah, sure. So the sports card fallacy is that, uh, and it, it works with the sealed product thing. Is that I can only buy this thing to stare at it, right? Mm. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do with the sports card? Exactly. I'm going to yeah, buy it. Yeah. I'm going to stare at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with Metazoo? No one plays it. No one does anything with it. Mm-hmm. Well, they make, tried. I mean, they. I mean, you can try and fail, but I mean, people <laughs> used to play with sports cards too. Like, oh, how many home runs did he have? How many how many assists did he have in that season? Twenty four. Sure. Yeah. They make up games. They make yeah. up games, right? I mean, is it successful? Yeah. Uh, I mean, is it good? Uh, I mean, you know. Yeah, but at least but, the sports world is backed by multi-billion-dollar advertising campaigns. I mean, I mean, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it has a. I mean, that's it what has Meta, legs. That's what MetaZoo was trying to do, right? Yeah, but eBay and and Steve yeah. Aoki and this and that and you know. Like, uh, if you buy our potato salad recipe, you'll get a free MetaZoo promo with the pin and this and that. Like, it's just ridiculous <laughs> no, no, it's, stuff. It's, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, like, 
at some point you seem like you sold out the soul of your game because I was like, you're, you're trying yeah. to make a game. You said it was your passion project. Now you're like selling it to the highest bidder every single day. And apparently the new sets are dumped as far, totally mappable. That, that's the, this, so that, that's the creepy part about it. And with MetaZoo, and this is why I, I like I got told about it because I, I used to talk to Mitch a lot. Mitch, yeah. Mitch went into MetaZoo, which was, he's a friend of Louis as well. And uh, Bad move, Mitch. Uh, no, he's a good guy. He, yeah, he I'm sure he is. Yeah, it's a bad move though. Yeah. Bad move. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is, but uh, but the biggest thing that happened was uh, uh, what's it called? The box prices for everything were like tanking. Like it, everyone's like, oh yeah, you know the boxes are doing well, and you can there 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 people are getting them and buying them, and there's these collector cards in them, and like I'm like, how much is MSRP? One forty four ninety nine. Like yeah. okay, how much are they selling for on TGD? Sixty four dollars ninety five cents. I'm like, yeah. How much are stores paying for them? Like ninety bucks. I'm like, oh, righty yeah. then. So I, okay, I wish I that's had, uh, dead game. Yeah, that's I, dead game territory. That's three sets in a row. Too. Yeah, yeah. That's actually that is actually the all the hallmarks of a Look, game that's about. I to wish die. I had the economical jargon to explain this, and I, hopefully someone will educate me. Yeah, but I, I know I'm right. I just don't know how to verbalize it. Speak to me. Magic, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon. Yeah. For the longest time, yeah. the reason those IPs are so big. The packs were always like the company made money off the booster packs, full stop. Yeah. They printed the, the packs cost a dollar. They sell them for six. You and your friends decide on the other values. Yes. The companies would not get fucking involved. Exactly. Anytime they ever got involved, whether it was overprinting, underprint, whatever it is, trying to manipulate markets, when staff tried to sell stuff, it's when it big gets problems, bad. right? Yeah. But as long as your business model is like a b do you know what i mean yeah i mean like, that's what you, magic you, you are doing i'm i'm you're, you're you're creating the ip then you're printing it and then you're distributing it and then you go oh I'm leave not, it yeah. we start on the it's next your one turn. it's like, your turn yeah james white gets my full support for this reason yeah i asked him what does he think about this thousand dollar magic booster pack uh 250 dollar magic pack yeah where it's like a collectible that costs the same as a normal pack but they are artificially inflating its collectability not yeah. letting the market decide what it's and they're actually not cards, worth, right they're proxies they're he proxies said too, yeah sure but that that was the point like it's just a collectible yeah and he said we only make money from selling packs so what we want to do is have four sets a year yeah. That's what we want to do. I mean, like, like but his way to grow the company is, to have more is not to go, hey guys, we're reprinting um, whiteboard at Alpha. So you can get a cold for a heart, but it's going to be white. Like, he's not, that's not how they're thinking yeah. to make money. I mean, even though that would be a thousand dollar booster box to most people, yeah. they purely want to sell seven, six dollar packs, whatever they are, yeah. again and again and again, and make a game that makes the pack sell and draft so that the packs, there's an attrition rate on the boxes. Exactly. Here's where people are completely wrong about this shit. Rudy's completely wrong about this shit. Rudy will never go broke, but but you can't be Rudy. Like the the guy comes from like his parents are successful business people. I don't know like whether they were he used wealthy. He to work but, on Wall Street too. But he, but the reason Rudy's wrong and yeah. and everyone that that has a hoard of fucking shit in their closet, everyone, everyone, there's a lot of them, yeah. right? The only reason Alpha Magic is Alpha Magic yeah. is kids were scraping black lotuses on the pavement. People yeah, no, open those thing. packs that were worth nothing. They were like cheap. Yeah. And then pe like an and alpha flesh and blood has a similar story where people were drafting the shit out of it, ordering a case a week, 
It's and then one day they ordered and the distributor said, oh, no, it's run out. We're never getting more. Yeah. It was a surprise. I mean, it's the same thing with Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, right? Yes. Like, how many blue eyes, white dragons? But, that, hit but the that's dark? what I'm how saying. Many, how many Charizards were set there and shuffled? But, that, and- but that's my point. Yeah. Um, crypto is the same. And I know a little bit about that. Yeah. You are not making money on crypto anymore the way it happened in the gold rush era. People like when yeah. the, the people that made money fucking bought pizzas for $47 million. Do you understand? Yeah. You, yeah. Are, you are not that, that guy. Story, yeah. You are not that guy. You don't have the balls to be that guy. I was one of those people much, much later than that. Yeah. That was spending eighty dollars on electricity a month to farm twenty dollars a Bitcoin a month. Yeah, yeah, I was GPS, a yeah. moron, Hemel. Like economically, I was a moron. Yeah. Like there's no good business sense in doing what I did. Yeah. None of these people had sense. They had passion and they believed in something. Yeah. But most most of the Bitcoin billionaires in the world did not scalp the shit. No. They were tech nerds. Yeah. They loved they, it. They started with it. The, uh, most of the the people that made real money in Fab. Would like uh, like Yazi? They were playing the game. They're yeah. nerds. They're yeah. card nerds. Like you are not that guy. No. If you're listening to Rudy going, I'm gonna buy a pallet of stock and sit on it, mate. You yeah. and a hundred other people did that, which means none of you can make money because you'll have all the, the supply. only way you will yeah. make money is the way, like it's like a pyramid scheme thing. It's like you need everyone else to sell before you for you to make money. And no. what did you say if you once you find out about the scheme? It's too late. It's too late. It's too late. Yeah, because did, did any crypto you hear about on Reddit, it's too late. I mean, the Mon- only way you're going to make Monarch, money in a sense was a pyramid scheme. Hundred percent. Because when they, when they first started pre-sales, they were selling the boxes for hundred fifty dollars each, six hundred dollars a case. I know. Which. I guess justifiable. Six hundred case is like whatever MSRP at the time was like a hundred bucks, right? It was like ninety nine or ninety or whatever it is. It's mm. like an extra fifty bucks. It's high in demand, you know this and that. Sure, eight hundred, one thousand, twelve hundred, sixteen hundred, two thousand. The highest I saw was twenty five hundred for a case. And what was the most you ever paid for? Mono? I paid two thousand for one. Mm. Why? Because I was like FOMO. I mean, FOMO is a it, yeah. It, 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 yeah, but oh, do, yeah. to blame LSS, this is like all that. No, it's not that. No, no, no. But some yeah, people exactly. did. No. Even Rudy, like again, love the guy, but his 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 video saying fire, channel fireball and print run numbers, like man, no one's entitled to that information. No, but see, the thing is, the other the other part that I don't like about the print number print run numbers part is that to like a Timmy, mm. right? They don't they don't know what a print run number is. They're just going to walk in the store and be like, oh, that box looks cool. What yeah. is that? Is that the new game, the new set? How much is it? And then once you hear, oh, that box is $800, they're going to be like, yeah, no. that's No, but that's the MTG <laughs> yeah. 30 reaction, yeah. right? Because they're like, how much is that? Oh, it's an anniversary set. It has all those old cards. How much is it? Oh, it's $250 a pack. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's two hundred fifty dollars a pack. You, you can't play with the cards. No. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> is it like are the other cards inside? Probably? Yeah, they're valuable. Are they real? No. <laughs> but but why is it a thousand dollars? That because we said you know yeah yeah. But, but that's also why I think Magic has taken a hit these past couple. Well, of years. I I have a harder take than that. I legitimately my gut feeling. Yeah. And I'm pretty accurate with these things, but time will tell. Sure. This was the death of Magic. Like, if there's going to be a death, if you're going to see it losing players quicker than it grows, and, yeah. and the next 10 years, what it'll look like, this was it. Yeah, like the Lynch This bit. moment. Like the Lynch bit. You're selling fake cards for your big anniversary? Yeah. Doesn't matter. Still can't play them in a tournament. Exactly. And there's still... The fact is, no matter what you think about it, the community's divided. That's what kills the game. Yeah. You just... You just there was already a chasm... And then you go, like, you know, there's a chasm yeah. between 
this these players and like commander players versus pint like there's already like like fragmented yeah and now and and online versus real life yeah and competitive is online and all the old school competitive players are thinking about fab because they can turn up and shuffle cards in person and then you're going oh and by the way we're going to artificially inflate a 10 cent card to to like literally those packs cannot cost a cent more than a normal pack a lot of people are already jumping ship. Like Tariq but, Patel, but Tariq Patel, Magic Pro. But Michael it's Hamilton, it's more Magic than Pro. I think this is more than the normal attrition we've been seeing. Like, dude, Fab yeah, is full of it's old been Magic jumping players. Off point. So the other yeah. the other thing was that so they released a trailer that they debuted at MTG Thirty, which was their big anniversary thing. And over there, they debuted uh, this trailer with a couple of their like high end personalities, and it was basically like a like a product description reading of the mm. MTG Thirty set. Uh, feature featured Brian Kibler and uh, Olivia Goberhitz. I think that's how her name is. And then, she's here, right? She's yeah, she's, she's one of the official cosplayers. So uh, they sounded the best spoiler man. What the I fuck? know it was so good. <laughs> anyway, Soraya, I think yeah, how you pronounce it. It's so pretty. I wanted you prism, but uh, so the this four minute video. They're mm. just reading the product description of the MGG thirty packs. The whole comment section is like, I don't think you've ever united the Magic player base against you at any one point <laughs> in the history of this game that you have right now. Yeah. And then, you, then when you go and you look at the other opposite end, which would be like the fab announcement of like Regicide, when they revealed Assassin as a class. How good. That was so good. And then they just like look at it and everyone is like, like oh my God. Like, you know, it's like, it's like they're just losing yeah. their minds and they're just like, wow, we have to. Like, this is amazing. And like, you can see the dichotomy there when mm-hmm. they're just like, you know, these people hate their guts at this point. And then these people are like, James White, please, you're our Lord and Savior. But it's like Stockholm Syndrome. It's like you've spent 20 years playing Magic, 30 years some people playing Magic, yeah. collecting Magic. It's very hard to leave. So your hatred is self-hatred. You're like, all this money and time yeah. and this company's disrespecting me again. Yeah. And this is the 52nd secret layer this year. And well, it's- the, My analogy, I, mean? like, I, I, I akin it to an uh, abusive relationship. Yeah, it's Stockholm with Syndrome. A, with it's a like significant you're other. You're falling you know, in love the, with the, your captor. Yeah, the-, the, 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 the Yes, the, honey. I'll yeah. purchase it, honey. Yeah, I'm the, sorry, and, honey. You know, the, yeah. p- the poor girl gets beat on, Yeah, you know, cops it. And then the guys, I'm so sorry, you know, come back. And she comes back and cops this, this it again. This feels like the moment where it's, more it's, people have realized yeah. than before. Like people have realized, but this is like really on the nose. It's because like, they're diggling. And, it and the professor said it to me the best way. He's like, it's 60 fake cards for $1,000. And he repeated like 10 times in his last videos, like 60 fake cards. Like, for $1,000. For $1,000. Like, and, and literally you can actually buy alpha dual lands or beta like you can actually you can buy, buy two, real you can buy two real dual you can lands buy real like cards that probably appreciate this thing might just crash like the second the singles in this set Dude, that's the yeah. other thing because i was always was confused about it because because i played magic for a while mm. before i got into flesh and blood i actually sold my magic collection to fund my flesh and blood but uh I think this violates their whole reserve list thing. That they said th- they dude, the, because I, they said in spirit. Yeah, you're never, a lawyer. Yeah. No, no, but it's not even that. There's yeah, but, literally but like not, posts by it, by employees yeah, of yeah, Wizards so, so the, the legal, saying it'll never happen. The legalese thing is promissory yes. estoppel, right? Where it's what, like, what, sorry, say that again? Promissory estoppel, which is like, you know, if they make a promise that they won't do it, it's basically yeah. binding. It's like a legal agreement. Like so a, that a, was, was that actually, is really? It, it's a concept of law. Yeah, but is that in Australia? Can you get away with that shit in Australia? What's that Class action lawsuit against Hasbro? Good luck. Yeah, but yeah. 
you're going against Behemoth. It's yeah, like, it's like David versus Goliath. And, and to actually unite, like you'd need a lot of individual players. I mean, most it's, of the, the wealthier base that would get irritated by this have money. Like most yes, of the people yeah. with duels, powers, and sure, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're wealthy. They're no, no. But also, but you're killing is, your own game. Exactly. That, that's, that's the it's Stockholm syndrome. Like, it, are you really going to sue Hasbro? It's like. And the, then cost them, let's say, it's a $200 million lawsuit and you win. Yeah. It's and like, then you know what happens to Hasbro? It's like, it's like that yeah. Japanese thing, Seppuku. They're like, they're going to take the sword and kill themselves. Yeah. Like, it's like, why would you do it? Like, No, no, it, the, only, the only, like, and what people are doing is they're selling collections. Yeah. Like, we had a couple of local players just on the dot. They came into an armory once, played with us once, sold their entire collection. No, 100%. Because they were already, already looking for something new. I have a friend yeah. who's a, a PTQ writer. They call him RCQs now in Magic. Yep. I got him to play uh, Blitz decks. I gave him a Lexi deck. He's like, oh, I like Lexi. He played it once. He's like, build me the deck. Sold his Magic collection. He yeah. just He's qualified for the Pro Tour and yeah. everything. And he goes, I don't want to go. Well. I don't want to go. And I'm like, why? He goes, this game seems fun. <laughs> I haven't had fun playing Magic in a long time. Yeah. I was like, why? He's like, because I used to play Modern. I was like, okay. And he goes, it just gets... Power crept every single year. Yeah, and uh, but that's the other problem with Fab. Sometimes you can say it is the power creep at times in Fab. It's it's apparent, right? Like yeah. like for example, coming into Monarch, Chain and Prism, mm-hmm. they took the spot. Yeah. They became really good heroes, and then some of the older heroes got forgotten. Next set was what Tales of Aria. We had Briar, same, and Ultim, same thing. Lexi was there. Lexi was good, but it wasn't Briar Ultim, right? Next set, Fi, right? Starvo. All those heroes. Yeah. Like, there's every set, there seems to be a new hero that comes But at out least they have a system to manage that. They have a system to manage it, which is a good part. So it self rotates out. Mm. But at, at some point, you have to also, like, this is my one nick on LSS. Yeah. Is that Classic Constructed is not an eternal format. No, it's not. It's a, it's, 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 it rotates. <laughs> it rotates, because, yes. Yeah, living Legend format will be an eternal format. Correct. Exactly. But that's the only problem. So, like, at, at mm. some points, when I, like, explain the concept I don't think people, that's a problem, though. It's not a problem, but I, I, I would just say, like... I think it's a it's, hybrid. It's a hybrid, yeah. but it's hard to sell someone on it when I explain the concept and they go, oh, that rotates. Like, I, I explained to Magic, like, the friend that I told you about that just bought the Lexi deck, and he goes... I was like, look... He goes, what happens to the heroes? Do they get banned? I was like, well, they can, but he goes, how do they get banned? I was like, they have to win a bunch of tournaments. Once they hit a 1,000 points in tournament wins, they get banned. He goes, oh, so it rotates. I was like... Just to be, uh, just to clarify though, and that's is this is all on LSS for not communicating it yeah. enough. It doesn't because they've confirmed it now. Like I hadn't heard it this way. Yeah, the second something LLs, they will re-release it as as soon as they can. Yeah. And right now, it'd be in under a year. Yeah, because they don't want it to rotate. But that's that's. But the, it's not the same hero though. No, no, no. But your yeah. deck. Okay, but. But basically, what's happening is your deck functions under a new archetype, like yeah, th- like which actually it's, means there's not only, the specialization. That's, that's why I called it a hybrid. Well, if they, if they yeah, call but Paul, it, that's no, why I called it a hybrid. No, no but if it's they call it, but if they call it the same, hero yes, name, if it's Prism they, Star of the show, then you can run all the Prism specialization, exactly. right? Yeah. But no, no, but irrelevant. Whichever they do, yeah. it's a hybrid. What they so one part of the deck gets banned, yeah, and gets replaced, which means. It is an eternal format, but yeah. the hero is not. Yeah. So that, that's like, if you have to explain that's, it that's to someone... Yeah. Well, what about their weapon? Paul, yeah. but that's what we're saying. It's hybrid. The weapon is gone with the hero. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's part... So well, there's a living hero. legend list has a weapon. But the yeah. weapon doesn't come back when no, no, a new hero gets reprinted. 100% not. Yeah, yeah like okay. may, maybe with uh, New Prism. She, but she also, gets a we, do, like get, we do get Blitz and CC. So if you're like a simp 
Yeah. You can still play whatever hero you want. Yeah. Like UPF, there's no change. bands. Yeah. And then you have mm. the ability to play. LL, what's Briar goes. And it's yeah. so far unlikely the adult, like, seems like adult heroes at LL, they're, they're like Blitz counterparts, not as strong. Like, the formats are so different. Yeah. That it's unlikely they're like, like, you know what I mean. This went first because it was just so good. Yeah, assume, yeah. Uh, it yeah but in CC so it's not. Yeah, in no, CC it's, it's more manageable. Yeah, and it's vice versa. Like yeah. Oldham in CC is so good. Oldham in Blitz can be beaten much more often. It's much easier, especially yes. now with like yeah, crowd guards and stuff like yeah, that. I yeah, I think they're doing a good job. Is it perfect? No, no. but but if you give them the benefit of the doubt yeah. that half of this stuff happened during COVID, yeah. where they couldn't recruit new testers and. Yeah. Like, but that's why I feel like they should do pre cards. Like, like I understand their 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 thing against it, but like it's easier for them instead yeah. of sitting here just putting it into an actual like draft. Product they can just release a new chain. Just release a pre card. Like, and I I you, love that you, idea. You get yeah. the chain. You I get love the, that you idea. Get the weapon, and it's like ten yeah. bucks. It comes in a blitz deck for yeah. all week. I love right? it. Like, yeah, yeah. A little small packet. Yeah, and, and like it's it's young hero, but on the back it's the adult. So you just put that in your deck, and then then yeah, eventually the set will have a cold foil version or an armory kit as a cold. You know what yeah, I mean? And you could reprint yeah. some of the some of the cards. Dude, I'm for all for that. Like common, so it's easier for them to get. So they just buy that blitz deck. They could just as easily print the promos like they did with the errata briar they could literally go we want a new prism but here's here's a million promos of it send them to every shop they're free armory promos like they can it's not hard to just go yeah it's, it's, it's easier for a customer that's a, i have a marketing background i have a, I have a master's of marketing and a marketing degree as well so it's easier for a customer to realize that a new thing exists if there's a product or an item like that they could view like a skew basically yeah. because if they're willing to see like oh this is a thing that i can purchase and this i can buy versus this is something i can get for free and this is something i can use yes. it's different mm. so like an armory promo that's why a lot of armory promos are cards that are in the set yes because they could be like oh it's, it's here but i can get a nicer version here yes. but they know where to go to purchase it because if you get uh like a free briar given like you know the briar is different because it's a rotted but like yeah you know that oh Briar's from this set, so yep. if I want this, I go there. But if you get the new prism there, you're just like, well, wh where's this from? Like this is yeah. not. I don't see this in any of the sets. So where do I get this? And it creates confusion. I'm saying they can always do that if like Starva LL'd so quick. Yeah, they could have just turned around so that those decks don't die, and just print a new Starva that says. Yeah, it would have been easier for them. You have to reveal three cards instead of say it's it's. The L yeah, instead of using the pulses. Are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, that alone might have, or you can only pick one mode. Go again, or plus two, or dominate. Like, yeah, like they one. could immediately go. Here's a weaker version. I think that's what broke him, honestly. That he gets all three. If you would have got, if dude, was I, I one, literally like had an hour so long balanced. conversation about this with James. I'm like, how the fuck did you guys go from heroes like Dory, where inherently there's a negative and a positive in the text, yeah, to heroes like Briar going, do what you want to do. Like it's like Dory saying, if you swing twice, get a counter, get going. Do you know what I mean? Like it's they create a quicker. Like what do you mean? Like, I, I, they I made heroes that. with like like Starvo, and and he did say it. He's like, well, the negative is you have to build janky cards in the deck. I'm like, but it's it's too strong. It doesn't matter. Like you can play. Like it doesn't matter if the hero says, an awakening. <laughs> um, we've got a we've got a. It's an hour forty five. There's some people oh, waiting. Man. Told you, man. We could have talked. We could talk for hours. This hours. has been fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. And we will. I think we got we banquet this, tonight. Oh yeah, we got a whole weekend. Can't wait. Before we end, sure. Hot take for worlds. Sure. Whether it's yeah, a who do product you think? release, yeah. a spoiler, a, a, someone winning. Like, what is your hot take for worlds? I think, I think Dory top eights worlds. Oof. Okay, think, shit. We need to hear names after I think, this. I think the calling goes uh, to me. I'm winning the calling. I'm sure. Dory. I yeah. think John Warden wins the calling. Thank you. I think 
there's going to be a way for people to get Dynasty early. I think so, yeah. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. You're with a vendor. Yes. Blink twice if you know that we can get Dynasty. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been saying this for weeks. I'm going. It's too close. No, I, I'm pretty that sure hopefully they're giving away prize packs. I, or so there's either judges get them. There's only three mm. ways I can think. Of. Either judges get them. They do like a side event. That's a chaos draft. Mm. Or they're just like, hey. or they just go, guys. By the way, this dynasty. Yeah, like oh no, like like the they just go at the door and hand everybody one pack. So I said that I As hope I get in. three packs in my yeah. In in your yeah in your in your goodie bag like why not it's worlds by the way I'm fairly certain we will all get our hands on Dynasty this weekend that that yeah because I see it. it's a week before launch it's worlds yeah there's a Dynasty case being opened they keep saying there's big announcements there's a collector item we haven't heard of maybe it's the play map but I think James was hinting at something like a collectible item we can buy probably a card yeah but why not have packs at least at the prize wall do you yeah. know what I mean like why not it's interesting. Because, by the way, the stock's been in the country for two, three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I'm the, aware of that. I have the, the shipping channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can track yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, There's so ways. Like, like, it makes sense <laughs> because also it's good to go, well, if you didn't come to Worlds, you miss out because that's, oh, yeah. that's the whole point. So people come to events. Yeah, like the I Sydney mean, calling was four weeks before Uprising. We were opening packs. I bought all the judge boxes and cracked them. That's what I was doing too. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, yeah. I was at Vegas. That was the American equivalent. Like we were, I just went up to judges like, hey. Do you well, think the winner of Worlds is someone we know their name yet or not? Yeah, I think I think the 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 pool of players is so small, and the the talent and the skill level is so high that it's going to be a a known name. Maybe not like a repeated winner or like sure. something like that, but I feel like it's someone that we've seen either make deck profiles, top RTNs, battle hardens, whatever, and they're like you know their names are somewhere. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it's not. It's gonna be difficult for like Nancy Joe to nobody. come out of nowhere. I don't know. I have a feeling Southeast Asians are gonna to come to represent. Oh, 100 percent. I think we might see Taiwanese, Hong Kong, Singaporean yeah. I, sing, pushing. Singapore, to the I don't think this is gonna look like Jersey. Yeah. I don't think we're gonna have seven I, Europeans. I think, I think, I think a Singaporean guy wins it. Mm. One of my good friends. He's one of the top players in Singapore. He's the first Thousand XP guy over there in Singapore. I think he has a good chance to win. Can I tell you why specifically too? Why Fab still rewards knowing your deck but also when you come out of a meta that's not especially right now the us is the biggest market yeah even in australia we go they haven't solved that meta like they're all playing starvo but pre like you guys in us picked up prism later than our yeah. like region did yeah, doesn't mean we're better while. players i mean that's why tyler got but vegas when the yeah. smaller the player pool usually that like the higher the skill level in the pool like yeah. do you know what i mean we yeah. don't have as many casuals as, oh, yeah. as the u.s i think you'll see someone like someone like from taiwan is in top eight that oh, we've yeah. never heard of it's because no one's used to playing against their deck do you understand what i mean no, 100%. like I mean, if you, you'll see some spice like the guy that won with dash yeah Playing Talishar, like people go, ah, oh, Talishar is not the good. It's like, dude, he won a calling. No, it's the same thing because, like, yeah. so but you you so, hadn't prepared against Talishar and you might have misplayed, and that's all it takes. It was to the same thing with the dash deck from US Nationals, yes. the the, the uh, Turtle Dash, mm. where it's just like a bunch of deep reacts, yeah. and all they did was they played a bunch of blues, so you could uh, induction chamber, induction chamber, induction chamber, pistol like four times. Yes, yeah. right. It was just it was just that was the whole thing. I'm just gonna fatigue the fatigue decks, yeah. and it and it worked. 
And then what are the and guys especially if your professional testing team that you've spent exactly. the last three months testing with never bothered to test into Dory, well, and then you you are a good Dory player, exactly. you have such an advantage, man. That and I think it's well. Going back on maybe a little bit of what I said, I think some random person can win it because the more you test in a confined group, the better you get. Like I sell cards mostly. Yeah, I my my local group that I play with are very good. We have the first thousand XP guy in in America. He's in Houston, so we have a lot of the the teams and like David Max in Texas, Brody's from Texas, Brendan Patrick's in Texas. So there's a lot of us that are mm. like, good in Texas. So when we go to Texas events, we're pretty good. So just testing in that area, and I, I barely play. I play like once a week at the local armory at my, my, my closest store. I got decent enough to top eight a pro quest with mm. that loaded of a field. So uh, imagine someone that plays more consistently, yeah, that has more time and is able to do it, the, how, how much they're able to raise their own skill cap and skill level. And I think maybe that way we could get like some random person who yeah. qualified. or Anything can happen. Also, oh, yeah. you've got a format that some of these pros have never played. Yes. <laughs> Oh. Like Blitz, what is Blitz will decide the winner of Worlds. Blitz? <laughs> Never heard of her. It's it's very spicy that oh, that's yeah. the last five rounds. They're the ones I want to watch the most. Oh, yeah. I just want to see someone get caught in team by Reinhardt turn one I and go, ha, oh wait, Pablo Pintor just loses turn zero to Reinhardt. That's, that's <laughs> Doesn't matter how good you are. That's how I got second at a skirmish. I played against a Kato and I just went, uh, yeah. I think I did 28 damage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was a hard cross drop was legal. It was too much. <laughs> I went like beat down sand sketch, discard beast within, hit, uh, and then I got another beast within off the sand sketch, and then I had two action points, and I swung <laughs> mandible, mandible with a blood rush mellow, and yeah, then no, I no, no. hardened cross trap swing big. I'm like, it's yeah. disgusting. 25, intimidate all the cards. <laughs> Just the way it's meant to be played. Oh, yeah. All right, Hamill. It's been a pleasure. pleasure man. Can't wait yeah. to hang out with you this oh, weekend. Yes. Thanks for Thanks Anytime, for spending time Ronnie, with us, thanks man. for being in the background, man. Yeah, big <laughs> shout out. Southern Ooh. Georgia's finest, Ronnie Martin. All right, guys, we're going to sign off. See you on the next one.